BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Good afternoon, live from Benedetti Diamond on the campus of the University of San Francisco. BYU Cougar Baseball is on the air here on your BYU Radio Network and also ESPN 960. Appreciate you joining us here today. Beautiful day in San Francisco as we get ready for game one of this uh, three-game series, West Coast Conference Series with the Dons and the Cougars. A few minutes ago, I had a chance to sit with Coach Mike Littlewood and uh, talk with him a little about the, this series and the remainder of the year. We are here with Coach uh, Mike Littlewood uh, right before the start of this uh, final road series for BYU in the West Coast Conference, a big one against San Francisco. Uh, Coach, uh, you've had success against this team, winning uh, nine or eight of the last nine, and so you've played well in this ballpark. Interesting ballpark. It should be a, a fun series this weekend. Yeah, it's a great ballpark, great setting, a lot better than it used to be, uh, although we, we still are probably, what, 12 feet away from the, the foul line as we sit in the dugout. But, um, yeah, I mean, traditionally we played San, San Francisco well. Uh, they're going to have good pitching. I mean, they've got – that's probably their strength, their starting pitching. Um, just just like every other team in the league, they everybody's got good starting pitching, and we just need a battle today. And uh, the, the field's good, good energy like, like it has been. Uh, just need to get it done on the field. Looks like they uh, starting a couple of freshmen like you are with McIntyre, and you got Kelton in the lineup. Uh, uh, Kelton's look good at the plate. He's battled up there for you. Yeah, Kobe's not scared to go out there and compete, and I and I, I just love that. He gets in there and swings a bat. Uh, got a got a couple big knocks against St. Mary's last weekend, and and looked comfortable in his couple at bats at Utah. And I think you know at this point we're we're trying to find guys who are going to help us in the future. And and uh, you know Jake's had his chances, Kyle Dean's had his chances, and Kobe gets in there and he's and he's just having better at bats, and so. Um, I'm going to let him and Mitch run a little bit. Starting the Jordan Wood, who in my estimation probably should have 10 wins this year, as good yeah. as he's thrown. I mean, he's been outstanding and uh, just a tough luck year for him. It, it really has been. He's he's kept a great mentality about it, too. I mean, he, he's a he's truly probably our, our, our best team leader, overall leader. Um, you know, he's he's kind of a coach on the field for us. And when it, in his non-starts, he's always trying to help guys. Uh, so just a pleasure to have. Glad he's coming back next year. But he's as good as anybody in this league. He really is. And he's from last year when he had his start in the West Coast Conference Tournament to up to now he's just worked to try to get better every day, and it's really paid off for him and us. If there's one thing uh, in this series you'd like to see your team do, could I mean, can you compartmentalize and tell me one thing that you'd like to see him do? Play with confidence. That's the biggest thing because that's the only thing that's holding us back. It, I mean, you know, I've this year more than – we know how much confidence plays in anything you do in life. Uh, but but especially athletics and young minds like 20 to 25 year olds who don't have it all figured out yet confidence is such a big thing for them and we we've always played with confidence you know my teams for 25 years have played with confidence and this this year for some reason they just don't have that confidence to, to feel like they can get things done and so I'd, I'd like to see that the remaining um, seven games we have just go out there compete their tails off um, and 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 actually play like they believe they can win and it, it seems like baseball specifically. I mean, it's kind of a sport of failure. And you've you got to have the confidence, enough confidence to get you through that and, and move through it. So, again, it's, uh, it just seems like guys are pressing. 
They've lost their confidence. They're just trying almost too hard at times. Yeah, and that's it's frustrating because that's it's not something you can coach out of them. Um, you can talk to them and try to pick them up and let them know what they're doing, but but ultimately, when a kid loses his confidence, he's got to have some success um, back on the field before he regains that confidence. And, and we just have a few guys that haven't been able to pull out of that. In baseball, we talk about having a short memory. Um, you, you have to forget your last at bat because. You know, in baseball, you got to play offense and defense, and, and they're, they're both such a major role. In basketball, you can kind of hide. If the guy doesn't throw the ball to your guy, then, <laughs> then you can just stand around. But uh, football, if they don't throw to your side of the field, then just stand around. But, yeah. man, baseball, you're going to get the ball hit to you. Um, and, we, you know, you just, you just have to have a short memory, and that's something that I think just as a program we need to work through a little bit with these guys. Well, Coach, beautiful day here in San Francisco. Uh, uh, unique ballpark. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, good luck in game one, and we'll talk to you on the post game. That's a great setting. Hopefully we can play great as well. Thanks, Brent. Back here at uh, Benny Diddy uh, Diamond, uh, definitely one of the uh, the diamonds in the rough in college uh, baseball, Jeff, as we've talked about. If you haven't had a chance to follow the Cougars on their own, this, this will be a good road trip to come. This is a one-of-its-kind ballpark, and we'll <laughs> kind of explain that through you as we uh, – Go uh, throughout the ball game here today. Let's quickly go over the starting lineups. First for the visiting BYU Cougars, Brandon Anderson will lead it off. He'll play at second base. He'll be followed by Daniel Schneeman. Shortstop, Brock Hale in right field, bats third. Nate Favero will bat cleanup and play at first base. Keaton Kringlin in left, bats fifth. David Clausen doing the catching will bat sixth this afternoon for the Cougars. Uh, Mitch McIntyre in center field will bat seventh. Uh, Casey Jacobson gets the start at third base. And then rounding out the lineup, Kobe Kelton, the D.H., for the Cougars, pitching today for the Cougars, a Jordan Wood, uh, three wins, four losses, an ERA of 2.92. And we are just about ready for baseball uh, defensively. The uh, Dons with Riley Helen behind the plate. Jesse Kresge is the first baseman. Aaron Ping at second. Michael Perry at, at shortstop. Jack Winkler at the third baseman. Jonathan Allen in left. Nick Jovatic is in center, and Brady Bate is in right, and we are ready for baseball as uh, Thomas Ponticelli, the right-handed starter for the Dons, toes the rubber, and Anderson steps in. First pitch, ball hit foul down the third baseline. 330 down the left field line here, only 300 down the right field line, and from our vantage point, Jeff, we cannot see the right field corner from this press box that's uh, tucked uh, back uh, <laughs> behind home plate and a little behind underneath, too. Uh, pretty interesting vantage point. Next pitch to Anderson's up high, a ball and a strike. Yeah, this press box is not the best place to see right field. 405 to straightaway center field. And Anderson fouls one right back off the netting here where we're uh, located. We are kind of halfway... Uh, not halfway, but just down the first baseline a touch. As umpire, catcher, and batter might get some of our play-by-play call here today. We're close enough. We're, we're <laughs> right on top of the action right now. Here's the one, two. That's inside for a ball. Umpires today, Dan Payne behind the plate. Billy Van Raphorst is the first base umpire. Eric Peterson at third. Wind blowing out here right now in San Francisco on a sunny Cloudless day as Anderson fouls this one up. And that ball might come back. Catcher coming back right in front of us, and it lands uh, just uh, above us up on the uh, grandstand area. There's not a lot of room to, to work with behind home plate. You've got maybe, uh, what, Brent, 10, 12 yards yeah. from home plate to the back, 
yeah. to the backstop. Maybe, maybe 25 feet. Yeah, not very. Definitely a hitter's ballpark, no doubt about that. Short porches everywhere. You have to hit it pretty good if you're going to go dead center field, but that's about it. Pitch to Anderson. Ball hit into center field. Center fielder coming over, coming in a few steps. He'll make the catch. Jovatic. Uh, for out number one of the ball game, and that will bring uh, Schneeman to the plate, Daniel, left-handed hitter. There's a ribbon out there in right field that you have to hit it over that's 36 feet above the plane surface. So it's it's only 300 down the line, but pretty good pop out there to get it up and over the top of that uh, yellow uh, ribbon out there that's about halfway up the wall. This entire field is... Looks like a, a golf driving range. It's rounded in, in netting, in netting, because they don't want any balls to to leave the park, fair or foul. With the located right here in the heart of San Francisco, pitches over one ball and one strike to Sneeman. That's a pretty good description. You feel you feel netted in in this ballpark, but it does have a good kind of homey, cozy feel. That's Sneeman lines one left fielder coming in. He'll get there and make the catch. Daniel hit it hard that right at uh, Jonathan Allen out there and left, two men out. And that will bring uh, Brock Hill to the plate, right fielder for the Cougars. If you're older, Brent, this ballpark reminds you of old-school ballparks in the major leagues in Chicago, uh, Boston, you know, close to neighborhood homes, right in the middle of the city. Pitch to Hill up a little bit high. The, the only difference is this ballpark seats about 200. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because they just no, literally don't have any room. Yeah, and it's all they, on the first base side. Yeah, they have berms down both lines. There's a ball hit deep into the hole. Shortstop's got it, throws the first, and not in time. Brock Hill with an infield single. Good play out there by Perry. The shortstop did love it, but Hill... With a good wheels, able to beat it out in the Cougars' first hit of the ball game, and that will uh, bring Nate Favero up. Hale's a grinder, isn't he? This kid never gives up. Doesn't matter what the situation is. He's always emotionally even-keeled, but just always working hard, running hard. A good example. Favero steps in. Nate, the Cougar first baseman, and he singles to right field. Hale around second base, and Brock will end up third. So back-to-back singles by the Cougars. That ball not hit particularly well, but over the second baseman's head. And And the Cougars threatening here with runners at the corners, two men out. And this is a perfect example, a telltale sign of what can happen the rest of the game. Two outs, men on first and third. The Cougars score here and, you know, make their mark in the first inning. It has a... A lot to do with what will happen the rest of the game, but it's one of those situations where you got to, you know, really focus and get gritty, and Kringlin's got to get a pitch he can handle. Well, and throughout the year, the Cougar team has really struggled in this situation, hitting close to 100 with two men out, guys in scoring position. They just haven't come up with the big base hits. Exactly, and that's hurt them so badly all year long. Keaton steps back in, first pitch up high, ball one. Here's Ponticelli's pitch, and Kringlin takes another like slider this one on the inside corner a ball and a strike to Keaton Kringlin hitting 287 on the year has a home run 14 RBIs the junior out of uh, Cedar City and Ponticelli's pitch fly ball should be an easy play center fielder is there and under it and he makes the catch for the out and the Cougars unable still to come up with that big uh, two-out base hit. They're retired. No runs, two hits, no errors. Two runners left. We're through a half an inning. Cougars nothing. 
Dawn's coming to the plate on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here, Benedetti Diamond on the campus of the University of San Francisco. Cougars retired on a couple of hits, no runs in the top of the first. And that will bring to the plate uh, Jonathan Allen, left fielder for the Dons. He is a junior out of Concord, California, hitting 340. Does have seven home runs on the year. It's a lot of home runs for a leadoff guy with uh, 30 RBIs. Also has excellent speed, 12 stolen bases. And he will step in and face uh, Jordan Wood. First pitch from Wood is a little bit outside ball one. Cougars with Favero at first, Anderson at second, Schneeman at short, and Jacobson at third. Here's the 1-0 outside again, ball two. Kringlin in right, McIntyre in center, Brock Hale in right field. I, I think it meant uh, Kringlin in left. Clausen behind the plate. And Wood... On the mound, pitches a little bit outside for ball three. So three pitches, three balls by Jordan Wood, who has been absolutely outstanding this year for the Cougars. That pitch is down low, so four pitches, a walk, and Allen on to first base, and that will bring up Jason Kresge, the first baseman. Wood this year, Jeff, this will be his 13th start, 80 innings pitched. Only giving up 65 hits, 31 runs. Opponents are only hitting 224 off the right-hander. He's a junior. Great ERA. Out of Friendswood, Texas. ERA uh, 2.76, which in college baseball is outstanding. First pitch to Kresge's over for a strike. He's been a victim of losing leads in the sixth through the ninth innings, probably what? Almost every one of the games he's lost. Well, and just lack of offensive production just by no this help. team. Just yep. no runs. Kresge again, left-hander steps in. Now he squares the bunt, and uh, Wood decides to throw to first. And the runner, Allen, as I had mentioned, good speed, 12 stolen bases, back in safely. You know, Brent, we can't see the corner in right field, but we sure have a great view of pitches at home plate. I can see the rotation on balls. That's how good it is. We're that close. Here's the 0-1. That's up high. Ball and a strike to Kresge. He'll be followed by Michael Perry, the shortstop. And Perry literally standing about 10 feet away from us in the on-deck circle. He's very close, <laughs> He needs to polish the tip of that left shoe. That's how close we are. Unique experience this ballpark. As we mentioned, the netting like the the driving range netting around the entire ballpark, all the way, everywhere. They don't want any balls escaping. (laughs) Eric Urey, about four years ago, hit one over the top of the netting in right field. There's a bunt. Jordan Woods got it. He'll throw to first for the out. So San Francisco moves the runner up on the sacrifice bunt. And that That's only good. the 14th at bat for Kresge in the entire season. Yeah. So they bunt him, and that will bring up a Michael Perry, the shortstop. Wood did everything he was supposed to do there. Threw a strike, didn't get behind in the count to give him many other options, force him to you know commit to the sacrifice, and he fields his position and gets an out at first base. 
Perry, the senior out of Alameda, California. Seven home runs, 37 RBIs, and the curveball over for a strike. Perry, a six-foot-two senior. I'm playing his last year for the Dons. We're so tight. I'm picking up rotation as if I was a hitter from the pitcher's hand. We're, we're that close. It's a fun thing to watch. Here's the 0-1. That's up high. So a ball and a strike to Perry. The Dons with a runner at second base. Cougars have a couple of hits in the first inning, but uh, Kringlin flew out to end the threat. And here is the 1-1 pitch from Jordan Wood. Another breaking pitch just off the outside part of the plate. Michael Perry, 197 at-bats, leads the Dons. 67 hits, 18 doubles. Seven home runs, so great year for Perry. He's a good hitter. You can tell by the way he positions his hands, and he's taken two pitches for balls that were very, very close. 2-1 pitch ball hit down to Casey Jacobs in the third baseman for the Cougars. Throws him out. So two men out here in the inning, and that will bring to the plate uh, Riley Hill and catcher. Helen, a 311 hitter. He's got 190 at bats this year, second on the team. Just one home run, but 15 doubles. Helen, uh, the third left handed hitter to face Wood here in the first inning. Wood has difficulty with the first hitter, gives him a free walk. There's a swing and a miss changeup right there by Wood. Good pitch. First time we've seen that pitch in the game. Yeah, and he's throwing it with a full hand, which means that hitters have a real tough time picking it up. He grabs the the ball. It's deep in his hand, almost down in his palm. Same motion, very good pitch. Here's the 0-1 fastball in the outside corner, and if Jordan Wood has that change going and has it, you know, the command, the location, uh, very, very good pitcher. And now he's up in the count, zero balls, two strikes. He's got some pitches he can kind of fool with, put him in the right location, make him swing at something away from the strike zone. Pitches, foul tip just out of the uh, glove of Clausen and the the backstop here, so short. But you throw a wild pitcher, uh, no guarantees anybody's going to be picking up a base. No, it's got to bounce funny if you're going to take and, a base Well, on and the in ball fact, Woods, Woods – got a better chance of probably yeah. fielding a pass ball or wild pitch coming back to him. It's that close. Clausen, I don't think he'd have time to turn around. That ball came in and hit him high yeah. and tight and hit Helland. And that's not what Wood wants to do. You can tell he's a little disgusted with himself. He gets ahead in the count, goes 1-2, and then comes in a little bit too tight and gives him a free base. Piscarich will step in. He is a senior out of Bakersfield, 243 average. Yeah, Jordan uh, way ahead in the count there and then came in a little too tight. So he's he's walked a guy, hit a guy here. Usually very good command for uh, Jordan Wood. Uh, 23 walks and 80 innings. He's got two outs. If he can get out of this inning after a walk and a hit batsman, uh, regroup and don't let that happen again. Fastball over for a strike. Owen won the count. 
As Jordan Wood will again work from the stretch. Here's the 0-1 just off the plate. Good location, though. That's where you want to throw a 0-1 fastball just off the plate, down and away. Now come back on, come back on his hands with the same pitch. Wood again. Here's the 1-1. Checked his swing. They are going to appeal it. Said he did go, so a ball on two strikes. Appeal it down to the home plate or the first base umpire, Billy Van Rapphorst. Van Rapphorst is a, quite a renowned umpire. He's worked several College World Series, and the Cougars got him in this uh, San Francisco series. This is the San Francisco's last three games in the conference, so very important for them. They're currently in fourth place. There's a line shot right at Favero. He short hops. It comes up, steps on the bag for the out. And the Dons are retired here in the inning. No runs, hits, or errors. Two runners left. We're through one complete. No score. Dons and Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. David Clausen, first pitch, hits one off the wall. Clausen, a long double, hit it off the netting out there. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, Brady Bate, the right fielder, played it perfectly. You can tell he's played this. It didn't even move, just waited for that ball to come off the net. That's the peculiarities of this ballpark. Clausen smashes the ball, hits it pretty good. That's that's He really, you know, blitzed that ball. He ends up on first base. Single for Clausen. Mitch McIntyre steps in. Center fielder, freshman. First pitch over for a strike. I sure like this McIntyre kid, Brent. You know, he, this kid not only looks like a player, but he runs well. He's got good savvy. You know, he hasn't had that many at-bats this year. Most of them have been late in the season. Yeah, Stansbury high product out in the Tooele Valley as McIntyre swings and misses. And the count now 0-2 on Mitch. Center fielder for BYU. McIntyre, he's uh, 106th at bat of the year. He's kind of been in and out of the lineup. but uh, Yeah, some of the guys have, what, 150, 160? Yeah. Ball, boy, look at the wind bring that ball back in. Left fielder almost overran it. Was able to reach back and make the catch for out number one. Boy, you could see that wind that's blowing Hard to uh, center field right now. That ball was foul. Might have been out of play, and that wind just brought it right back. Brought it back into play, into foul territory for an out. But what this points out is that especially the center fielder and the right fielder, you cannot give up on balls. You can't think they're coming at you. you got to almost overplay them because these fly balls are going to keep drifting, and if you're not on top of them, they'll drift away from you, and you won't catch them. Casey Jacobson steps in. Casey, the third baseman. And he hammers one off the uh, shortstop's glove. And Clausen moved to third base. Well, that was a, a rocket off the bat of Jacobson. It just glanced off the shortstop's glove, a base hit. Cougars, fourth hit here in just an inning and a third, and that will bring up uh, Kobe Kelton. And that ball, <clears throat> excuse me, Brett, that ball might have been caught by Perry, but he kind of saw it, and it was kind of dancing on him a little bit. And, that's a good example of that win we're talking about. Even though he hit that ball really hard, it had some movement on it, and he just didn't stay with it long enough. Caroms off his glove, and Clausen goes from first to third. Kelton steps in. Colby getting a, a start here today. He's uh, 
Only his second start of the year has nine at-bats, three hits, and the pitch is over for a strike. He's out of Round Rock, Texas, the young freshman. Came in mainly as a an infielder to BYU, but they're kind of trying to make him an outfielder. So no balls and one strike to Kelton, the number nine hitter in the lineup. Cougars with runners at the corners. After uh, a couple of hits in the inning, pitch to Kelton is up high. And with one out, Brent, there's absolutely no excuse for the Cougars not scoring at least one run in this inning. Give themselves a one-run lead. Clausen on third base. Kelton's got to get a pitch he can handle. Hit Just want to stay away from play. the ground ball, you know, the double play potential as Colby steps back in. 1-1 one, one pitch. That is up a little bit. 2-1. and one. Kelton, 5'10", 180-pounder. Been trying to work with him on going up the middle in the opposite way. When he came to BYU, has so many high school kids, just a dead pull hitters, you know, trying to hit the ball out of the park. And both yeah. his hits against St. Mary's double and a single had a couple of RBIs right up the middle. Kelton, big swing, fouled it off. Kelton, really good at bat against Utah in the ninth inning. Guys at he second did, and third he? and hit a rocket up the he middle. A, a pitcher just kind of threw his glove at it and ended the game or. That would have been a one-run game with yeah. Kelton at first base, but he really battled in that at-bat. Yeah, that was a good at-bat, really good. He's got a chance here to do something, get the Cougars rolling a little bit, create some momentum. Two balls, two strikes. Ponticelli, here's the pitch. Kelton takes that one over for a call, strike three. So Kelton goes down for out number two, and that will bring top of the order Brennan Anderson up. Looked like borderline. Might have been up just a little bit. I don't mind if he calls that strike consistently, but we've seen that same pitch in the same location called ball three times, and then that one called a strike. Pitch to Anderson. Little ground ball. Short stops. Got it. Throw to first. Up high. Everybody's going to be safe. Run scores. Air on the shortstop. Perry. And the Cougars are on the board. Very fortunate. Ball not hit hard by Anderson at all, and Perry came in and just threw it wildly to first base. Yeah, Perry comes in and tries to rush a play. Now, good work on Anderson's part for really hustling down the line, making him feel a little pressure. And as a result, he rushes the throw, throws it way up high. Cougars get a run. Cougars up one nothing. Schneeman steps in, runners at first and second base. And Ponticelli... Looks at second, now he fires to Sneeman, and that ball is up for ball one. And, you know, this is a situation where really good teams take advantage. They kind of, you know, put their foot down harder on the accelerator. You get a run on an air like this, you've still got a guy in scoring position. Sneeman's got to get a good pitch, drive in another run. 1-0 pitch, Sneeman fouls it straight back. If you're the umpire, catch your battery, you foul one straight back off the netting, you, you need to duck because it's coming back at you. You in know, a hurry mo- off that net. Most most teams go through what four to five dozen baseballs a game. In this park, I'll bet they go through one or less. Maybe. I'm sure, there's games they don't lose anything. <laughs> Ball and a strike to Sneeman. They're playing Sneeman well over in the left center field alley. And the pitch to Daniel Heimard, first baseman's got it. He'll step on the bag, and the Cougars are retired in the inning. They got one run. 
Two hits. There was an error. Two runners left. We're through an inning and a half. Cougars one. Don's nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. We go to the bottom of the second. Cougars leading one to nothing here over San Francisco. Brady Bate. Brady Bate, young man of Spanish Fork High School, playing his senior year here for San Francisco. First pitch. Ball hit pretty well. Right center field. Back goes the uh, center fielder, and Bate is going to end up with a double. Boy, that was just a couple of feet from a home run as it just about got over the the tape out there and uh, straightaway center field. Ball hit really well by Bate. And got a little boost with the wind also. Uh, sure did. But he uh, that's a good piece of hitting right there by Bate. He sees the fastball up and away, and he just rides it to the alley in right center field. Boy, Brent, that was close to a home run. That's, what, 18 inches away? Yeah, it... Uh, Pretty tough to explain the ribbon. They've kind of got it going diagonally from the right center field uh, alley down. And uh, came awfully close to getting over that first pitch is outside ball one to Jovetic, the center fielder. And Wood's got to focus right now on throwing pitches in the black part of the strike zone. That last pitch was up and still too good. Got to focus on throwing down in the strike zone. Here's the one ball pitch. Little looper foul ball or a fair ball right at Schneeman. Schneeman under it. He'll make the catch for the out. That's a good change up Wood just threw there. The, the hitter, Jovetic, is uh, from Missoula, Montana. Hey, welcome to San Francisco from Missoula. What, what a change of life that is. <laughs> well, the weather might have some similarities. Oh. That coldness. Yeah, not quite as wet, but... Uh, well, Jovetic uh, fouls out. Aaron Ping, the second baseman, will step in. Can you imagine? You know, those high school teams in places like Missoula and those northern climate, they they only play 10 18 games a year. Games yeah, a year. Maybe. Probably scheduled 18. They probably get 10 in with that uh, weather. The pitches down low. They probably can't start until mid-April. Yeah, the and snow. then school's out the end of May. Maybe they extend the season there. One ball, no strikes. A count to Aaron Ping, second baseman. Senior out of uh, San Diego. Pitch is fouled off. Now there's a good pitch by Wood. He throws a slider down on the outside part of the plate. Hitter sees it as a strike near the mid part of the plate, and then it does its dance away. Very hard to get the barrel to. That's a pitch I think Wood throws best. Right with that changeup, that whole hand changeup. One ball, one strike. And Ping steps back in, pitches up a little bit. So two and one the count on Ping. Cougar scored a run in the top of the second on a couple of hits and an error. That pitch King just took for a ball was the same exact location that Kelton took for a strike three ring up. Here's Woods 2-1, swing and a miss. Just uh, blew that fastball right past him. Two balls, two strikes, a count on Ping. He'll be followed by uh, Jack Winkler. Winkler, the third baseman for the Dons, wearing number four on the back of that uh, jersey. The Dons in the home whites here. Cougars in the road blues, gray pants. Are you sure that's number four? Are we close enough to There's see that? Strike three called. Good curveball. Caught the outside corner. 
Excellent pitch by Wood right there. Curveball, right speed. Didn't throw that curveball as hard as he's thrown curveballs to the previous hitters. He took a little bit off. Had the hitter way out in front on his left foot. I, I told you last two years ago when I was here, I did the game. I kind of had me in a different position, more right behind the umpire. There were a couple of calls that I questioned, and I was rather vociferous just to see if I could get the umpire's attention. I got his attention, swinging a miss as he kind of looked over his shoulder at me. He could hear you. <laughs> he could hear me all the way. I imagine they can hear us right now, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Now, Wood's settled in right now. The last six, seven pitches he's thrown have all been in great locations. Don, third baseman, steps back in. Pitch just off the plate. You know, good pitchers, they never work from the inside part of the plate out. They always start on the corners and then come in, know how far they can move the ball from inside to the inside, you know, to the middle of the plate, and same on the outside. There's a good fastball, just caught the outside corner, one and two. Don's with uh, one hit in the game. Wood struggled in the first, walked a guy and hit a batter, worked his way out of it. Gave up a leadoff double to Bate to start the second. And now he's gone uh, two and two on uh, Jack Winkler with two men out. After giving up the uh, double, uh, Wood got the pop-up and the uh, strikeout by Ping. That last pitch was really a waste pitch when he's hitting the count. He throws it down. He has to swing at it. Here's the 2-2. Outside again, ball three. A little bit too far on the outside part of the plate. Now he goes to a full count. He's got to come back with a pitch that forces the hitter to swing. Too close to let go. Three and two. Wood from the stretch. Looks at second. It's got the sign. Here's the pitch. Swinging strike three, another strikeout. Second of the inning, and Wood retires the Dons here. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through two. Cougars one. Dons nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans, this is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin BYU Sports Network. Brock Hill, the hitter for the Cougars. Brock behind in the count, 0 and 2. Bonacelli's pitches way outside for a ball. One ball and two strikes. Cougars with one run on four hits through the first two innings. That run was unearned on a throwing error by the shortstop, Michael Perry. One and two. As Brock Hale steps back in, here's the pitch. Hale hits this one foul down the first base side. I'll tell you, Brent, doesn't Hale just kind of ooze that quiet, gritty confidence? You know, he gets knocked down. He has a little bit of a discouragement, but he's just right up there fighting on. Can't help but admire this kid's tenacity. He is one gritty, grinded-out kid. Yeah, real competitive kid. He's uh, had an infant single his first time up, came into the ballgame hitting at 335 to lead the Cougars, also leads him in... Home runs and RBIs, the one-two pitch down low, two and two the count. Favero on deck. Uh, Nate also had a base hit in the first. People don't, don't give Hale enough credit for how well he runs. He's got better speed than people give him credit for, and he's a smart base runner. Two-two pitch, line shot, base hit. 
Down in the left field corner, Hale around first base. He's going for two. And Brock Hale will end up with a leadoff double slid over the bag and then (laughs) reached back and got back into the bag. Well, that's uh, that's the turf. Of course, they've got the same turf the Cougars have right here. Is uh, they've got a dirt mound, but everything else is turf. And Brock was going so hard, he just slid right over Coach, the top of the bag. Coach Littlewood and Brock are both chuckling about that. He almost slid all the way into left field. <laughs> you got to adjust. You, you've got to start your slide a lot sooner on this artificial turf. So Hale with a double, and Favero steps in. That was an absolute shot by Hale over the third baseman's head. With two strikes. And now Favero steps up, and he hits a hammers one. That ball's going to be off the wall. Favero's going to be held to a single. Hale scores. Cougars lead 2 to nothing on back-to-back hits leading off the third inning here at uh, Benedetti Diamond. Now that's the kind of momentum you want to create. Hale comes up to the plate, gets behind in the count, goes 2-2, shows real patience, Forces the pitcher to come in with a ball that was much too good, and he lashes it to left field. And then Favero, kind of sensing the opportunity, he gets a fastball and smashes it to right side. Now Kringlin steps in. He fouls one down the third base side. And you can expect Kringlin to swing at a first pitch, can you not? If it's anywhere near the zone, he'll He's going, at going after it. Keaton uh, flew out to uh, center field his first time up. In that little short porch out there, there's a bunt down the third baseline that will roll foul. That little short porch prevented uh, Favero from, you know, extra bases. So, Brent, uh, do you think pitchers like this ballpark? No. I've told you it's a hitter's (laughs) ballpark. There's no doubt. There's no foul territory. I mean, you've got Wind blows a lot, short porches, lots of crazy bounces. I can only think of one thing a pitcher would like, and that's what we've seen twice already, which is balls smashed to right field, bounce off the net, and end up only as a single. No balls, two strikes. The count to uh, Kringlin. Clausen is uh, on the on-deck circle. And pitch to Keaton. Ball hit hard. Third baseman's got it on to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. So Kringlin grounds into the 5-4-3 double play, and that, was, that will bring Klaassen up. And that was a tough pitch for Kringlin to do much else with. It's an inside fastball. He tried to pull the ball hard down the third baseline. The third baseman is playing real close to the bag. Makes for an easy double play. Klaassen steps in. Uh, David uh, singled and scored the Cougars' first run. In the second inning, and he uh, swings and misses for strike one. That was a pretty good pitch right there by Ponticelli. Down and in. Took a little bit off it. Heavy fastball. Pitch to Clausen is outside. A ball and a strike to David, the sophomore out of Dana Point, California. You know, Brent, if you're a college hitter today, you can almost sit back and wait fastball almost all day long. Lawson fooled on the curveball, checks the swing that went around. I mean, even in this game so far, we have not seen either pitcher throw their breaking ball for a strike. I mean, consistently. Lots of times early in a game you can sit back, look fastball, and then adjust as innings go by. One and two, Clawson goes down as he swings at the fastball. Cougars are retired. One run, two hits, no errors, nobody left. We're through two and a half. Cougars two, Dons nothing. 
on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. We'll go to the bottom of the third inning. Dons will come to the plate. Jonathan Allen, who is the leadoff hitter for the Dons, uh, walked his first time, and the first pitch is uh, a little bit down for ball one. Allen, Kresge, and Perry do up here for the Dons. Bottom of the third, Cougars with six hits, two runs. There's a ball hit out toward uh, Brennan Anderson. Brennan's got it. He'll throw the first for the out. Good positioning by the Cougars right there. The infield shifted to the right side. Easy ground ball to Anderson playing uh, 20 feet to the right of the first baseman. Major shift by the Cougars' defense. And Wood did the right thing by throwing a ball on the inside part of the plate to a left-handed hitter. Jason Kresge now steps in, and he just pokes one into shallow left field. Base hit. Second hit of the day by the Dons. So Kresge uh, just kind of poked that one out between short and third. Not hit hard at all, but it's a base hit, and that will bring Perry to the plate. He grounded out his first time up. That was a really good pitch by Wood. Had good movement on it, down in the strike zone. Hitters way out in front of it, just barely gets the bat to it and hits a little Texas leaguer bloop to left field. Perry steps in, first pitch over for a strike. Good fastball there on the outside corner by Jordan Wood. You know, Brent, it's harder to steal here up mentally. This feels so tight. You feel so enclosed. You know, it, it feels different, especially when you consider strategies for stealing bases. Pitch is up high. Throw down to first base, and uh, the runner, Jason Kresge, back in safely. You know, the, I've talked to some players that have played in the ballpark, and with everything so condensed and closed, it does feel like the velocity of the pitch is a little greater. Yeah. I think everything just is it's on uh, you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on you. It's on you quicker, feels faster. Pitches uh, lined right at Jacobson. They're going to double the runner up as he had too big of a lead at first base. Jacobson made the catch on the line drive. Ball hit hard, and he uh, throws over the diamond. Don's are retired here in the third. 2-0 Cougars leading after three on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Mitch McIntyre, the hitter for the Cougars, fouls the first pitch off. Now takes this fastball over for a call strike. 0-2 the count on the Cougars center fielder, McIntyre, who flew out to left field his first time up there. Cougars leading this one 2-0 as we play the bottom of the fourth. Check swing did not go, and McIntyre still alive, a ball and two strikes. Freshman, 6-1, 180. 299 average, and Coach Little would think this kid's going to be pretty special by the time he's done playing for the Cougars. I do too. McIntyre takes that one just off the plate, 2-2. Two and two. Left side of the plate hitter, runs well. Hit the ball off the wall at uh, Smith Ballpark, 420. Yeah, he really Tuesday. got into that, didn't he? There's a good take on a curveball down low on the turf. Yeah, this is a good at bat for McIntyre. He gets behind in the count, 0-2. Comes back and evens it up, and then he goes to full count. 
a hit right here creates real momentum. 3-2. Ponticelli's pitch. Grounded ball. First baseman's got it. Throw to Ponticelli at the bag for the out. One man out and uh, Casey Jacobson, who singled his first time up. Line drive off the shortstop's glove. Will step in. Casey, a couple of hits in Salt Lake City on Tuesday. He's been swinging a pretty good bat as of late. Uh, 255 average for Jacobson. Casey, uh, this will be his 49th at bat of the year. Known mainly kind of a defensive specialist. The guy's a wizard at third base. He swings and misses at the first pitch, 0 and 1. Yeah, I've noticed that uh, Casey needs a few more at bats to pick up curveballs a little better. Oh, one. There's another base hit. That was a fastball right down the heart of the plate, and Jacobson turned it around in a hurry. Yeah, he smoked that ball to left left field. Looks really bad on a breaking ball down, and then the pitcher of all things comes back with a fastball right in the heart of the plate, and Jacobson smashes it. Kelton steps in. Uh, Kobe. Struck out looking his first time up. Kelton, uh, the freshman, with only his second start of the year. And there is a curveball down low, ball one. Kelton's got to remember that the umpire rang him up on a fastball, maybe two or three inches off the plate outside. Got to increase the strike zone a little bit, especially wide away. Hit the ball to right field. 1-0 pitch. He swings and misses. That was a uh, hit and run right there. Kelton swung and missed. Pitch was in the dirt. So a runner in scoring position now. As Jacobson picks up a stolen base. His for Casey. uh, That's his first of the year. First attempt. He's one now. One for one. There's a good example of what you have to not do when you're playing on artificial turf. You saw Helen and Kelton, big swing and a miss, one and two. You saw Helen, the San Francisco catcher, instead of going down and blocking that pitch, he just takes a swipe at it. And with this artificial turf, you can catch a lot of those that way, but you can't get away with it forever. you got to go down and square them up and block them. Ball, two strikes to Kelton. One man out. Cougars with a runner in scoring position. And Ponticelli will look in. Here's the pitch. Kelton hits his ball center field. That's in for a base hit. Jacobson, they're going to try to score him. He will score, and the Cougars lead 3 to nothing on the Kelton RBI single. Good at bat by Kelton. Made some adjustments from what he saw his first at bat. Sees a fastball on the outside part of the plate. Lines it to right center field. Boy, you know, Brent, a lot of these line drives we've seen, they come off the bat pretty hot. And guys have scored for BYU. You think there might be a play, but there's not even a chance for a play on a, gra- on a line drive hit to the outfield, especially center field here. Pitch to Anderson is down low. Brennan is 0 for 2. Air on the throw. He made it to first base, and the Cougars scored a run his last time up. One man out playing Anderson, dead pull hitter, center fielder, way over in the left center field alley. That is a shift that you normally don't see in the outfield quite that much. <laughs> no, especially when the wind is blowing everything back way. where you started. Right. Two balls, no strikes to Brennan. 
with this wind being pretty healthy, and now it's starting to blow a little bit further out directly center field and a little bit towards left. Brandon Anderson, the senior captain for the Cougars out of uh, Draper, Utah. Monticelli now will step off the mound with a 2-0 count. Daniel Sneeman on deck, the shortstop for BYU. And the pitch to Anderson almost hit him. High and tight, ball three. Interesting, the, uh, the coaching boxes here. Literally, you could, you could, from the coaching box, reach out and shake hands with guys in your dugout. That's how small of a foul territory there is. Yeah. Pitches the, inside, ball four. So Anderson on four pitches walks. The field is regulation, but the peripheral area right. is slightly downscaled. Now timeout as one of the San Francisco coaches out to talk with uh, Ponticelli, who been so good this year for the Dons. A six wins, two losses. Opponents batting average 225, and the Cougars with eight hits through three and a third innings. Uh, they've come out swinging the bat well. And this is what you want to see from the ball club. You want to see consistent production every inning, opportunities to score runs every inning. You keep doing that consistently, and pretty soon you kind of wear the other team out, and it forces them to come back with a big inning, which you want to avoid. Ponticelli uh, beat Pepperdine last uh, Friday. And so he's getting the start here today. As we mentioned, six wins, two losses. Really the strength of this Don team are, are their starters. And the Cougars are off to a good start here in this three-game set. Sneeman, the lefty, steps in. Here's the first pitch to Daniel. And that is over for a call strike one. Pretty good pitch by Ponticelli. Comes back with a fastball in the strike zone, but a little up and away. Oh, and one Cougars, uh, Schneeman wearing number 10, steps back in. That ball is fouled up, and that got out of here. Well, they got not, over the net. They've lost two balls now. I've been counting. Down the third base side. Both balls popped up, popped up behind the catcher. One straight back and one down the... More down the I third base line. I think that is a Golden Gate Drive or Way or that street out there that landed on. There's a ball hit uh, back to the pitcher. He's got it. Throws to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. So Sneeman hit the ball pretty well, but Ponticelli made a good play. One, four, three, double play. Cougars are retired. They got another run. They got that run on two base hits. No errors. One man left. We're through three and a half. Cougars three. Dons nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Riley Helen, the catcher, steps in. First pitch inside ball one. He was hit by a pitch his first time up. Cougars lead three nothing as we play the bottom of the fourth inning. Cougars with uh, single runs in the second, third, and fourth. And, boy, a couple of big hits. Uh, Cougars really could have had a pretty good lead right now. Left a lot of guys on base. 2-0 the count on Riley Helen. That pitch is over for a strike. Yeah, that's good that Wood doesn't go 3-0 on the first hitter. You know, the beginning of every inning, it's easy to, to lose your focus for a few pitches. And if you do, and all of a sudden you walk a hitter, it can change the inning and the ball game, especially when you're up 3-0. 
2-1 pitch outside for ball three. Piscarich is on deck. He'll be followed by uh, Brady Bate. Brett, I saw something so crazy about baseball momentum. I happened to see that Stanford-Utah game. Pitches a swing and a miss. Where Stanford beat Utah, what was it? 25-5. Right. And in the fifth inning, Stanford had 10 consecutive hits. Wow. With no one out. Talk about a momentum that just absolutely got out of control. 3-2 up high, so a leadoff walk to Helland, and that will bring uh, Piscarich to the plate. He grounded back to uh, the first baseman, Favero, his first time up. That's the second uh, walk of the game by Jordan Wood. He's also hit a batter. Both leadoff walks. First and fourth innings. And the first pitch is over for a strike. Now there's a good pitch. Jordan came back with a fastball down and away. Why why wouldn't you want to throw there all day long? I mean, that's an impossible pitch to hit. Strike, down and away, strike zone. Oh, and one. Well, if it were only that easy as he swings at the slider, but uh, if, we, if we could do that, we'd still be, we'd be in the Hall of Fame, wouldn't we? Yeah. Well, and then Wood comes back with a slider that looks Pretty just good. like the fastball <laughs> in the same location. Now that's the way to pitch. Oh, and two, just a little bit outside. They throw behind the runner, and it gets away from Favero, goes into the corner. So that'll be an error. Not sure who they give that to, but an error probably on the throw. Favero unable to make the play, and so the Dons with a runner in scoring position with nobody out. And a ball and two strikes. Yeah, Clausen thought he had an opening there, guy leaning towards second base. The secondary lead was what fooled him, and then he, his feet weren't quite in the right position. When he launched, he throws it up and away from Favero. Curveball up a little bit, two and two. Both teams now with an error in the game. As the Don designated hitter steps back in. Senior out of Baker, so a lot of seniors on this Don team. Starting lineup, there's a ball fouled <laughs> down the third baseline. Umpire taking cover down there. You never know with all the Different bounces you're going to get in the ballpark. Jacobson fielded that ball cleanly off the wall. Foul ball off the wall. Two and two. Here's Woods' pitch. Came back with a change. Fouled off. You know, Brent, you started it, but that changeup he's throwing is nasty hard. That is a great pitch right there. He throws that ball down. That full grip change-up way back in his hand. San San Francisco 25-24 and on the year. And 14 wins, 10 losses in the conference. They got off to an unbelievable start this year. Been struggling as of late a little bit, but still uh, in the top four in the conference. And these are their final three games, so three critical games for the Dons' chances to get into the uh, postseason tournament. 
doesn't that show you how important it is to get off to a good start? 3-2 pitch, outside ball four. So a pair of walks to start the inning here in the fourth. And Brady Bate, who doubled his first time up, steps in. Bate, Spanish Fork High, went to Mesa Community College for two years and has been here in San Francisco for a couple of years, talking to him last year. Came into Provo, he was talking about uh, the cost of living here in the city. <laughs> a little different than Spanish Fork, a little different than Mesa, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement, right? A little different than Spanish. Brady Bates steps in. You know, Brent, you, you were making a point about pitch swing and a miss. You know, getting off to a fast start. Let's see, for the Cougars, what was it last year or 2016? They just got off to that yeah, great start. Two, two years ago. Yeah, and you know, the advantage of that is that everyone has a little swoon during a season, especially when you play this many games, but you get off to a good start, you can weather that storm. If you're playing 500 baseball as you near the midpoint, injuries and a lot of other things can really hurt. and one the count. Here's the pitch. Down low, 1-1. One one. Jordan uh, struggling with his command here. With the three walks already and a hit batter. Just not uh, quite what we're used to seeing to him, uh, seeing out of him in his control of uh, his pitches. 1-1 pitch. Curveball over for a strike, 1-2. and two. And that was a good pitch by Wood. Now he's ahead of the hitter. Men on first and second, nobody out. He cannot afford to make a mistake. He's got to keep the ball down and either get a strikeout or a ground ball double play. One and two the count. Here is the pitch to Brady Bate. Curveball got him swinging. Excellent pitch by Wood. One man out. Three superb pitches by Wood. Back to back to back. Fastball down and away. Slider down and away. And then a curveball down. Hitter didn't have a chance right there. Couldn't pick up any rhythm at all. Very good pitching. Good Pitch selection right there by whoever's calling pitches. Nick Jovedich steps in. He uh, popped up to the shortstop Sneeman his first time. And the first pitch is over for a strike. Jovedich, a big kid, 6'4", freshman, as we'd mentioned, out of Missoula, Montana. He is a big kid. No balls and a strike. Don's with runners at first and second base. Ball popped up and out of play off the screen and into the crowd. They've got berms down the left and right field line. That's where most of the seating takes place here at uh, Benedetti Diamond. Most of the non-seat seating, right? Grass. Just grass. Artificial turf. Here's the 0-2 down low. A ball and two strikes. It's not a bad pitch at all right there. This is the hilltop area of San Francisco where the campus is. And uh, you never know this ballpark was here until you drive up to it and see the netting. And Pretty right. cool setting. It is a, about uh, two blocks from the Richmond District and probably six blocks from Haight and Ashbury. Come on, boys. 
not too far away from the San Francisco Golf Club and the Olympic Golf Club. If you like to play golf, good places. One-two pitch, strike three called inside corner fastball. So Wood, after walking two, comes back with back-to-back strikeouts, and Aaron Ping will step in. Ping struck out his first time up. Wood has done those. The last two hitters, Wood has thrown his best pitches. Wood with four strikeouts in the game. Really managed his pitch selection and his pitch location exactly right. And as we've seen all year, Wood just gets better. Those guys get on base. And we've seen it uh, here in his last couple innings. Ping steps in, first pitch up high, ball one. Geez, Brent, did you happen to see that no-hitter that was thrown the other day and the guy was throwing 101 in the eighth inning? I did not see any of the highlights, but yeah. wow. He got hotter and hotter and threw the ball harder and harder as he went through the game. I think his name, was it Maddox? I think he's a Canadian kid, wasn't he? Yep. Pitching for Seattle, I believe. There's a fly ball. Back goes uh, the center fielder, McIntyre, makes the play for the out, and Wood works his way out of a jam here in the fourth. No runs, hits, or errors. Two runners left. We are through. Four complete. Cougars three. Dawn's nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation. It's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the new skin BYU Sports Network. Raquel steps in first pitch. Skies one to left field. Uh, Jonathan Allen going back. He'll make the catch for out number one. And Brent, did you notice that fly ball, fly ball by Brockhale? That carried a lot. Averro swings and fouls it off. The wind's getting up there yeah. pretty good right now. Anything to left field is going to be tough to keep in the ballpark. Nate Favero two for two today. Single in the first, RBI single in the third. And Ponticelli's pitch, and Favero swings and misses for a strike. Cougars with single runs in the second, third, and fourth. They've got eight base hits. They lead this game three to nothing over San Francisco. That pitch is up just a little bit high. A ball and two strikes. Keaton Kringlin on deck for BYU. And Ponticelli's pitch, and that is hit right at bait in right field. He'll make the catch for the out. Yeah, this so two-man out. Ball sailing pretty good right now. Favaro just barely put it completely off balance. Still got the fat part of the bat, the barrel to it, and that ball took off pretty good. I'll bring Kringlin up. Uh, Keaton is 0 for 2. Flew out and then grounded into a double play. Now on the first pitch, he grounds out to the pitcher. So the Cougars quickly out here in the fifth, 1-2-3. We're through four innings, or four and a half innings, three nothing Cougars over the Dons on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Jack Winkler comes in and he lines one to right field. Caught out there by Brock Hill for out number one. Ball hit hard by Winkler and he'll be able to come in a couple of steps. It's really Make the catch about knee high. It's visually hard to adjust. Not only are we down low, but that ball that was just hit to Hale in right, right field 
you know, on, on a reg, on a different ballpark, that ball's in the gap in right center field and goes for extra bases. First pitch fouled off by uh, Jonathan Allen. Allen is 0 for 1, walked in the first and uh, grounded out in the third. I mean, Brock is only playing what? Well, and, and 30, part of our problem is, yards is, is, the, the, is the angle that we're broadcasting this game from. I mean, when that ball was first hit, <laughs> I thought it was going to land well in front of Brock, but he just came in a step and made the catch. And, yeah. and, and again, a little deceiving because it's only 300 right down the line and right with that big wall. Ball fouled off on a check swing, and the count now one and two. Allen thought on that check swing that that ball may have somehow in stayed play. in fair territory. He was ready to run. Well, and the Cougars' giant shift on Allen. They got Schneeman yeah. well over on the second base side of the bag. And, and Casey Jacobson playing about the shortstop position. If Allen could get the ball down the line, but he doesn't as he uh, swings and misses two men out. I've often wondered why, you know, you see that shift a lot in the major leagues. Not as quite as much in college, but... If you could bunt the ball at all down the line, it's a guaranteed base hit. I'll tell you, when you're a career 276 hitter and there's that much space, you're going to try. Jason Kresge steps in. Single is last time up. There's a one hopper out to Schneeman. He's got it. And the Don's retired quickly here in the fifth. Good We're in. through five, three nothing Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now, let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Clausen steps in, second pitch of the at-bat. Clausen singles to right field. So, Clausen with his second hit of the ballgame. He's now two for three, and that will bring McIntyre. McIntyre still looking for his first hit. It's nine hits for the Cougars here as we play the top of the sixth. BYU leading three to nothing. Good piece of hitting by Clausen. Was fooled on the pitch, managed to keep his weight back, get the barrel to it, and hit a little blooper over the second baseman's head. Pitch to McIntyre's outside ball one. Mitch, uh, excellent center fielder for the Cougars. Very good speed. One of those kids, you know, that just kind of has that good baseball savvy, understands the game, and really works hard. Pop-up. Left fielder coming in, shortstop going out. Left fielder calling him off. Uh, Jonathan Allen, he'll make the catch for out number one. Allen had no doubt about that. That looked like a pop-up to the shortstop, and he knew it was just going to sail with his wind. He caught it mid-left field. Jacobson steps in. Casey's two for two today. Pair of singles and has scored a run. Casey Jacobson, Cougar uh, third baseman, a junior out of Flower Mound, Texas, will step in, quick throw to first base to keep uh, Clawson close at the bag. As wind's been gusting the entire day here in San Francisco. Hasn't been a ball hit out of the ballpark. Had a couple close, one by Clawson a double, and the other one by Brady Bate, a Don's right fielder a double. Both off the netting out there in that uh, short right field porch. This ballpark used to be down, home plate used to be in the right field corner. Yeah. And and uh, faced out the other direction. Then a few years ago, they, they made the switch. Pitches down low. Much better uh, overall with the switch. 
still with the dimensions you're you know you're dealing with seems with some distances that aren't that aren't ordinary but it's made it uh, much better as far as press box and and uh, the infrastructure of the stadium really uh, I love coming to this ballpark I think it's just uh, interesting just got a lot of different uh, bounces and hops and and boy you talk about right on the action you can't ask for much more than no, this we're, we're just truly on top. You literally the home plate umpire, the hitter, and the catcher. You know, if you come to batting practice before a game, watch. I feel like I'm hanging on the bat, on the back of a batting cage. That's how close we are to home plate. Well, everything's louder. <laughs> everything's a lot faster and quicker, especially the the noise. There's a big high hopper, and the pitcher makes the play. Clausen going on the pitch on the hit and run, so he easily makes it into second base. Two men out, and Kelton steps in with an RBI opportunity. You know, Brent, this is a much more traditionally set up field where left field is to the east, third baseline runs, you know, east. Just like Cougar Field. Yeah, most fields. Almost every baseball field is set up that way. It's really hard for me to imagine how the old field was set up with left field due north. Kelton steps in. Kobe uh, one for two, single his last time. And he hits one right off the end of the bat. First baseman's got it. He'll throw to Ponticelli covering for the out. And the Cougars retired here quickly after the base hit here in the uh, sixth inning. We're through five and a half. Three nothing Cougars leading the Dons on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Michael Perry steps in for San Francisco. We go to the bottom of the sixth here. Three-nothing Cougars leading. Jordan Woods gone the distance. He's only given up two base hits in the ball game. And his last, he's walked three. He's hit a batter, but he's only given up two hits. Yeah, and his last three innings have been exceptional. Stayed ahead of the hitter by starting off with strikes. Here's the 0-1 fly ball. Should be an easy play. Brock Hill went out. Now he's got to come back in hard. Makes the play for the out. And they... I think in this ballpark, your your initial reaction is you see a ball hit like that, you got to go out. But, boy, he came back in hard and yeah. had to come hard to make the play. And that's another example of how a strong wind that's going straight away left field, almost out of foul territory, pulls that ball in really tight. He did, just as you said, Brent, had to hustle in to make that catch. One man out, and Riley Helen, the catcher, he's been hit by a pitch and walked in the game, and, First pitch swing and foul tip back into Clausen's glove for strike one. And Wood is getting away his half of the inning with throwing a a very few number of pitches the last three innings. Boy, you talk about situations that allow him to, you know, kind of conserve some energy. Pitch is just off the plate. One ball and one strike. There's something about a pitcher that gets better as the innings go on that really deflates the opposing team. You just feel him creating, you know, strength and momentum, still throwing the ball hard, hitting his spots. One pitch is fouled up and out of play. There's another one, Brent, third ball we've lost today. Cougars on a seven-game losing streak. They've lost 10 of their last 11. This team is really been reeling but boy you got to give them credit coach Littlewood's on the pregame hey they came out the uh, good attitude uh, seemed to have a good positive approach to the game he said if I could give them one thing I'd just like to see him end this year playing with confidence have some fun well and maybe a little of the pressure has subsided you know what I mean 
that stretch right there where you're trying to, you know, there was such an expectation to start finishing really strong. You know, you got to start now to finish the season strong. That might have been too much pressure, too much stress well, and, for these young guys you know, to pick, take. Pick number one in the conference. I mean, but, uh, you know, you should you should love that. I mean, you should want that and, yeah. and uh, go out and prove it. But uh, for whatever reason this year, just haven't been able to do it. Three balls, two strikes, the count. Well, now on Riley Helen. One of the signs of a club feeling pressure is too many strikeouts. And you saw that almost on a regular basis the last 12, 13 games. 3-2 pitch fouled straight back and out to Favero, who fields it at first base. That ball about came back faster than the pitch came in. Hit off uh, something hard back here. Yeah, the umpire doesn't have a hard helmet no, on. I he mean, that should. ball could ricochet back and hit him plunk square in the back of the head. Three and two. Here's the pitch. Up high ball four. So Helen has been hit by a pitch, and he's walked twice in this ball game. Puskarich, the DH, will step in. He has grounded out and uh, walked in the ball game. You know, Wood's best, his best at bats as a pitcher facing opposing hitters is when he's aggressive and he's not afraid to go right at him. And that last, with Heller, that last at bat, didn't you feel like he was just playing around the edges too much instead of going right at him? First pitch, Wildwin gets away from Clausen and the runner moves up. Ball took a little bit of a crazy hop right in front of the plate. Clausen uh, had no chances. That ball just flew up over his head. I think hit the screen. it hit the front of the plate, the hard surface of the plate, and bounced straight up. Must be a suppression or something right in front of the plate that exposes the plate, which is hard. You don't see that happen very often on artificial turf. Well, one ball, no strikes, one out. Runner now at second base. And here is Woods' pitch, and that is well outside for ball two. To Piscarich, and now Jeremy Thomas, the pitching coach, uh, going to quickly head out and talk to his right-hander. You know, it's so true in this game. Momentum means everything, and momentum can shift so quickly, and we've just seen it. In a series of four pitches, we've seen the momentum shift from BYU being in almost complete control to a situation where San Francisco has a man on second, one out, and the hitter is in a situation to, uh, he's adding the count, two balls, no strikes. This is where Wood has an opportunity to kind of regroup. That's what Coach Thomas, Jeremy Thomas, wants to do. He wants to kind of get him back in the groove, get him back into form, and recreate the momentum. Helen at second base. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Down low, ball three. Well, Helen and Puskarich, the two guys, they both walked the last time they came up in the fourth inning. I don't know. Wood might be getting a little tired all of a sudden. 3-0 pitch. That's over for a strike, 3-1. and one. He stays ahead of hitters. And the last four hitters he's been out in front, throwing in good locations. All of a sudden he loses a little bit of control. Here's a 3-1. Strike two. 
Garich uh, took a couple of steps out, thinking that might have been a ball. Home plate umpire might expand the zone a little bit for that move. <laughs> I thought it was a ball, too. <laughs> and we're right on it. That bit, Clausen had to reach a little bit outside the strike zone just to put his mitt on that. Here's a 3-2. Just off the plate. Ball four. So a back-to-back walks. Dons with uh, will bring the potential game-tying run to the plate in uh, Brady Bate. Bate has doubled and struck out. Bate hit a fastball. First pitch he saw for the double off the wall and then struck him out with a series of breaking pitches his last time up. I think you're, he's going to get a... A full dose of the breaking pitch here from Jordan Wood. Slider away. There it is, slider, and he checks the swing for a strike. And if you're going to come in with a fastball, you can't miss anywhere but down and away. Ball bait hit hard. Way too far up in the strike zone. No balls, one strike. And here is Woods' pitch, another curveball. This one fouled down the third base side. So Bate behind in the count, 0-2. That, was, that pitch was really effective because Wood took something off it. Even though he left it up in the strike zone, he took a little bit off it. And as a result, he had the hitter out in front. Off balance. 0-2. Pitch popped up, foul out of play. You know, 330 down the line here and left, and it really doesn't go. It goes to 405 in center, but the, the power alley's not that deep in this ballpark, especially no. today with these conditions blowing out that way. I'll be surprised if, if we don't see a home run hit over that left field wall today, given the conditions. Absolutely agree, Brent. If you're a pitcher, you've got to keep the ball away to a right-handed pull hitter. Lawson steps up, uh, sets up off the plate now, back, and the pitch is down low for a ball. Well, that's not a bad pitch at all. That's a setup pitch when you're ahead in the count 0-2. Wood was trying to get him to fish at a ball down and away. Hopefully he would have been a little anxious. Now he's got to come back with that good slider. Here's the 1-2. Slider up off of uh, Clawson's foot. Fouled off. And the count will uh, remain at one ball, two strikes. Woods in a good position right now with a one-two count. Keeps the ball down. He has an opportunity to get Bates to fish at that pitch away or hit a weak ground ball to the right side. Can't miss inside up. One, two. Ball knocked down by Clausen. Pitch a spike there in front of the plate. Count two and two. Good block by Clausen. Went out to his right, squared it up, bumped it off his chest protector straight out into the infield. We are in the bottom of the six. Cougars leading three to nothing. Dons with runners at first and second base. Both those guys have been walked on. And the 3-2. That's way outside for ball three. Wood did not want to lose two pitches in a row to go to full count. with Bates. This is where he's now got a little more pressure than he needs. He's got to come back. Can't, 
can't get lazy and expect to beat him with a fastball. Still got to throw a really good pitch with some spin on it down and away. Three balls, two strikes, runners at first and second base. One man out. I don't think you'll see him going here in this situation with one man out. And here's Woods' pitch. Ball fouled off. Fastball in the right location. Down and away. Because, Brent, you're so right. You miss inside on this anybody right now with that wind, which is now kind of sailing a little bit more towards the alley in left center field. The ball gets out of here fast. Again, Wood looking in. He has got the sign. And here is Jordan's 3-2 pitch. Fly ball foul again off the first base side. We can hear that Don dugout not too far from us making lots of noise. They make up the lack of crowd here. And Coach uh, Littlewood likes to talk to, uh, likes that, he calls that uh, fake, does he call that fake enthusiasm? Fake something. <laughs> Three and two. Big pitch for Wood right here. And here's Jordan's pitch down low, ball four. Wood walks bake. Four, three consecutive walks by Jordan Wood. Well, in the ball in the uh, sixth inning here, and that will bring the uh, center fielder for the Dons up. Brent, we've said it over and over again for so many years, but you just cannot walk the first hitter. It changes the dynamic of the half of the inning, and before you know it, you're in a situation where you've got. Bases loaded and one out. Lefty steps in. First pitch from Jordan Wood. That changeup over for a strike. It takes a little confidence. Sure does. But you know how? how have you noticed how often he throws that changeup yeah, for a strike? I mean, that's that's got to be soon. That's going to be his out pitch. That slider down and away on right-handed hitters. Changeup down and away on a left-hander. Very effective. Here's the 0-1 Wood. Ball hit pretty well. Right fielder Brock Hale going back. He is at the wall. He jumps, and it's off the wall. One run scores. Two run scores, and that will be a double. Wind aided off the wall out there, off the netting. A double, and the score now 3-2. to two. McIntyre could not have done anything any better right there. Brock Hale goes up, tries to leap up above the fence to make the out. As a result, if he doesn't, he doesn't know where the carom is, and McIntyre is right on him to make sure that he gets the carom and hold the guy to a double. Only the third hit by the Dons as they score here in the sixth. Now runners at second and third base, and Aaron Ping, second baseman, steps in. And that pitch by Wood was really too good, right in the heart of the strike zone. Cougars are going to bring the infield in, and uh, Nico Giortano, the head coach for San Francisco, is going to call one of these uh, offensive timeouts that are allowed in college baseball. You get one an inning. You get nine total if you want it. It's crazy. Talk about trying to speed the game up. He brings both runners, both base coaches, half the dugout, and they're talking about what, uh, what they're going to do here. 
I guess sometimes you just need a little extra motivation, huh? Could that be it? A situation where you could potentially, you know, bunt here to, you know, safety squeeze type thing to to drive in the tying run. He wants everybody to be on the same page. You know, sometimes a signal can get messed up or one base runner will think the objective is different than another. How shocking right here. Three walks in the inning. Yeah, by Jordan Wood after he retired the first batter on a pop-up. And the double, Ayotovich, the center fielder, and now uh, Ping steps in, second baseman. He has uh, struck out looking and flown out in the game. Cougars have brought the infield in. And the pitch is up high, ball one. Cougars Sneeman right at the last minute backed up. Backpedaling to get back into normal position. Anderson on the right side is in on the grass part of the turf. And here's the 0-1. Swing and a miss. Or 1-1. Now the count. Good pitch by Wood. Slider away. And he took a little off it. It's not a bad strategy right now. Instead of letting things get away from you by continuing continuing to throw every pitch hard. You know, your hardest curveball, your hardest slider. Change speeds. Throw that change up again. 1-1 pitch. That's uh, fouled over into the Cougar dugout down the third base side. And Aaron Ping will return to the plate. The senior out of San Diego. Hitting 206 on the year with uh, a home run and 10 RBIs. This uh, San Francisco team, 259 team batting average. Wood looking for the strikeout. Ping steps in. Now timeout called. Wood's got to focus. I say this so much I get tired of hearing myself say it, but it's so true for a pitcher and especially a catcher who's receiving and, and kind of urging his pitcher to throw to spots. Got to keep the ball down. Here's the 1-2. Pitches down low. Two balls, two strikes to Ping. Three walks and a double in the inning, and uh, San Francisco on the board. BYU leading 3-2. Runner still at second and third base with one man out. Boy, a lot of ways to score runs in baseball. BYU nine hits and three. Pitch to Ping is fouled off again. Nine hits with three runs. Kind of like dogs. the Utes. Utes got, uh, what, uh, six runs on just four hits okay. on Tuesday night. Cougars out hit them uh, eight to four. And again here, the Cougars with nine hits, San Francisco with three, and the Cougars and the hanging on right here. The difference are walks. Free base on balls. That will just a killer every single time. Always comes back to get you, and usually it's big. 2-2 two, two pitch, strike three called inside corner. Wood with a strikeout. Two men down. Jack Winkler now steps in. Winkler, a right-handed hitter. He struck out and has flown to right. Potential tying run at third base for the Dons. Ping didn't like that call. I thought it was one of the best pitches that Wood's thrown all day. A hard fastball in 
knee-high, black part of the plate. And the pitch, that ball's hit right at Sneeman. Daniels got it. He'll throw to first for the out. And San Francisco with two runs in the inning. They got those two runs on one hit. There were no errors. Two runners left. We're through six. Cougars three, Dons two on your new skin BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Brennan Anderson will lead it off. First pitch inside corner fastball. Anderson 0 for 2 today with a walk. Now a pitch uh, fouled off. As Anderson, uh, looking for his first base hit, came into the ballgame hitting at 288 as he takes a pitch down low. This Ball is two where, strikes to Anderson. This is where Cougar hitters, if you know, in any situation like this, the hitter with Bonicelli getting late now into the seventh inning, you've got to be patient. See if he's how much gas he's got left in the tank. Force him to throw strikes. One-two pitch fouled over off the netting in front of the Cougar dugout. BYU leading this one by a score of 3-2. The Dons with uh, three consecutive walks in the last inning in the double. Got a couple runs, and Jordan Wood settled down and got the next two guys out as Anderson fouls that pitch off. Anderson's got to be very careful here. He can't let him slip a fastball by him. He's got to take, he's got to take a good swing at anything close to the strike zone. Important for him to have a good at bat to create momentum to respond to the two innings the Don scored in the bottom of the sixth. Need a base runner. Thomas Ponticelli, the starter for the Don, still on the hill as Anderson fouls another pitch off. Ponticelli, 6'1", 195-pound junior out of Newberry Park, California. Starter here in game one going against uh, Jordan Wood. Tomorrow, Cougars have uh, Hayden Rogers scheduled to go. Which is up high, 2-2. Two and two. Anderson, good at bat right now. He's even the count back up, so... At this point, he can look for a pitch that he can handle and hit hard somewhere. Can't be over-aggressive. 2-2 pitch, strike three called. On the outside corner, Anderson goes down. And that will bring Schneeman up, but Daniels 0 for 3. It's really been the bottom of the order in the ballgame for the Cougars besides uh, Brock Hale as uh, Jacobson with a pair of hits and Kelton with a big RBI hit, Clawson with a couple of hits. Schneeman Anderson... Both hitless in the ballgame so far. Favero's had a good game. He's had a couple of hits. First pitch to Daniel is over for a strike. Yeah, that last pitch to Anderson was too good to let go. He's got to be more aggressive. 2-2 count. Sneeman fouls this one off. And the count now 1-1 on the Cougar shortstop, Daniel Sneeman. Sneeman made the play to end the inning, just a ground ball right at him. With runners at second and third base as Wood worked out of a jam with a strikeout and a ground out as Sneeman swings and misses at a curveball. Yeah, breaking ball way out of the strike zone. He was guessing fastball right there. Sneeman thought he'd get with a 1-1 count. He was going to get a fastball. And Porticelli came back with a breaking ball in the dirt. 
Pitch to Sneeman. That ball, ground ball. Shortstop in the hole. Long throw to first. Not in time. Daniel Sneeman, infield single. Now that was a good piece of hitting by Schneeman. He gets behind in the count, and instead of putting a full swing and putting himself in a position where he might miss, he just puts the bat on the ball, hits it in the six hole, and with his good speed, no chance. Single. Brock Hale steps in. And Brock two for three. A single, a double. He scored a run. Flew out to a deep left field his last time up. And you talk about conditions that are Favorable. right for Brock Hale. Really <laughs> seeing, the, seeing the ball well. And the first pitch, excellent pitch, just on the black of the outside corner for strike one. Ponticelli better be real careful here. He misses inside with Hale. His last at bat, he popped the ball up, but he was so close to hitting that one about 360 feet. Pitch to Hale is outside, one ball and one strike. The thing about Hale, one of his most his best attributes is, you probably noticed this too, Brent, is he picks up rotation out of the pitcher's hand early, real quick, a lot sooner than, a, than most hitters. 1-1 one, one pitch, Hale grounds that one foul. Down on the third base side. And, you know, Hale's, he's leading the team in hitting in almost every category, isn't he, Brent? Yes. I think I would be willing to bet a milkshake that he's also leading the team with hits with two strikes. I'm sure he is one of the leaders. Uh, you know, came into the ball game a 335 average. Leads and uh, that, leads him with seven home runs, leads him with 28 RBIs. And here's the pitch to Brock Hill, and that's down low ball two. There's something about a hitter that picks up rotation early. He, they get into this confidence, and it comes in big streaks where pitchers even know they can't fool him or can't throw a pitch by him. 2-2 pitch. Hale hammers one deep left field. This ball is out of here. Yeah. Home run by Hale, his eighth coming. of the year. RBI is number 29 and 30, and the Cougars get those two runs right back. 11th hit for BYU, third by Hale. And that and, ball uh, was smoked. It was smoked. <laughs> it, it didn't need much wind. No, it didn't need any wind. <laughs> and Ponticelli, we talked about it. We said he leaves a ball up yeah. on the inside part of the plate, and Hale's, you can just feel it. Hale was just, I mean, he's ready to explode. Well, I, he barely you know, we talked met. about the conditions here and how perfect they were for Brock, and just happened to hit a ball hard, got over the top of it, and left fielder hardly moved. He just watched gonna, that ball. I was going to say the same thing to left fielder. You wouldn't have thought it was a home run or anything based on the left fielder. So Vero now steps in, and Nate hammers one down the right field line. That is a fair ball, and Favero around first base, and Nate will end up with a stand-up double. So 12 hits now by BYU. That's Favero's third hit. Pretty good production today from hitters three and four, wouldn't you say, Brian? Yeah, both have three hits. And that will bring Kringlin up. Uh, Keaton looking for his first hit. He's 0 for 3. Now, that was really important. What the Cougars have done now is something we haven't seen. They get beat up a little bit in the bottom of the sixth inning and give up two runs on three walks. But then they come back in the top of the seventh and say, hey, no big deal, watch. And then they score oh. two right back. That's good what answer. good teams yep. do. Good answer. Switch the momentum back as Kringlin will step in. 
and the, and the Dons are not out of trouble because with one out and a man on second, number five, excuse me, yeah, number four, it's number five hitter in the order. Pitch to Kringlin's outside, ball one. Keaton do. he's 0 for three today. And he's got to be patient. You know, you see two hits like Hales and Favero's back-to-back. The last thing you want to do is swing at pitches out of the zone and kind of change the momentum again. Pitch to Kringlin. That ball's hammered to left. Left fielder going back, looking up. It's over his head. Favero's going to score. Kringlin going into second base with another double. And the Cougars tack another one on. On back, a home run, and then back-to-back doubles here in the seventh inning. Good piece of hitting. Three hitters in a row get up and say, hey, take this. Very well done by Cougars hitter. Three, four, and five. That'll bring Clausen up. Uh, David a couple of hits. And now Giortano, the head coach out. And I think they are going to the pen. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Grant Young, left-hander, is going to come in and pitch for the Dons here in the top of the seventh. The Cougars have put three on the board on four consecutive hits. It's been a while since we've seen four consecutive hits out of this lineup. It's nice to see that. And Grant Young, the lefty, on he is a sophomore at Lafayette, uh, California. Grant Young uh, this year. No wins a loss. This will be his 14th appearance. 3.95 earned run average for Young. He's thrown 13 innings, given up 11 hits. Has six strikeouts, seven walks in those 13 innings. So Young in for Ponticelli, who after Ponticelli, uh, his team drew him back to within one run. He gave up uh, four consecutive hits, three runs. Still only one man down here in the Top of the seventh for the Cougars, and the Cougars' bats have uh, awakened here in San Francisco. First time we've seen this in, in a number of games. Ponticelli did okay in terms of giving up runs, but he gave up a lot of hits before he kind of wore out and Hale really busted loose. Clausen steps in, slightly open stance to plate for the lefty. Kringlin at second base after doubling in Favero. And the first pitch to Clausen is up high for ball one. Watching Young, a uh, little kind of a big slow curveball along with that fastball. So Clausen, a couple of left-handers do up here in a row in Clausen uh, and McIntyre. And here's the pitch to Dave, and that ball is hit hard but foul down the first base side. Cougar six runs, 13 hits. Uh, San Francisco two runs on three hits. I still can't get over the home run yellow tape that, you know, typically you see just at the top of the outfield fence here at this park. All of a sudden in right center field, it takes a jet up. Looks like the roof line of a house. Pitch is over for a strike. And what would you say it was, Brent? 36 feet 36 from the feet, fence? Yeah. Well, and it has to be, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. 300 down the line, I mean, you... When the, when the field is uh, carved out of the middle of the city of San Francisco. <laughs> but, you know, I think the reason, I mean, why is the tape angled the way it is in right center field? Is it because it's supposed to avoid the house right behind it, or is it just based on 
sheer distance. Yeah, I think it's just based on distance. To hit that ball over the netting would be gargantuan shot. I've seen <laughs> one ball go out here in the years. Eric Yuri, Cougar yeah. left-hander, hit one out. Pitch to Claussen. That's up high for a ball, two dolls, and two strikes to the Cougar catchers. Done a nice job behind the plate today for Jordan Wood and his Cougar uh, mates. And placing a couple of hits also with a run scored. Young, a long look in. Here's the pitch to Clausen. Big curveball outside for ball three. This is a good at bat for Clausen again. Moves the count to full at 3 2. Now he's got to be looking for a pitch that he can hit to the left side of the field. This lefty's probably going to want to throw him away. He's got to go with the ball and hit it the opposite field. 3-2 pitch. Clausen fouls this one down the first base. I look like a pitch might have been out of the zone. Well, it definitely was out of the zone. Well, and he get, About but, shoulder high. Hit a hard. He an inside fastball. Yeah. He tried to pull down the right field line. And he went after that one aggressively, too. Three and two the count. Runner at first. Cougars have put three across here in the seventh. And the pitch to Clausen, a little nubber. Shortstop gloves it. Played a first base in time to get Clausen. Kringlin advances to third base on the ground out. Well, and there's an example where Clausen showed great patience and great pitch selection, making sure that he didn't go after pitches that weren't in the strike zone, and he goes to full full count, and then he gets a little teeny curveball down in the zone, and he goes at it. That's a walk if he doesn't swing. So McIntyre, a chance to pick up an RBI. Uh, Mitch 0 for 3 today. And the first pitch, fastball inside corner for a strike. Cougars and uh, Dons play again tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock back in Utah. We'll have all three games for you here on your BYU Radio Network. That ball hit pretty well. Right center field. Bait going back. He's not going to get there. That bounces up off the wall. Kringlin scores. And McIntyre with the Cougars' third double of the inning. Picks up RBA number 13 for the freshman. And the Cougars have increased their lead now to 7-2. to and that will bring uh, Casey Jacobson up. Casey two for three. A little slow curveball. McIntyre did a nice job of staying back and, he did. and really driving that ball. Stayed back and then attacked it at the last minute. We're going to have a new pitcher for the Dons. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here, pitcher for the Dons is uh, number 35, Joey Steele. Steele, a right-handed junior out of uh, San Marino, California, will come on. Third pitcher for the Dons in the ballgame. So Joey Steele, number uh, 35, and he will face uh, Casey Jacobson. 
Joey Steele, 4.02 earned run average. This is his 14th appearance. He has started one game for the Dons. No wins, two losses. He's thrown 15 innings, given up 17 hits, 11 runs. Has 17 strikeouts in those 15 innings. You can see he's got a good live arm, pretty good fastball. Yeah, a lot of break on his curveball. We're down here uh, right behind home plate, kind of literally probably a foot or two behind the planes, below the plane surface. And it's just the most unique angle. <laughs> Jeff, I can tell you're loving this. I know. How far do you think we are from home plate? 25 feet? Maybe 20, 25 feet at the most. You know, if you've got the crowd mic, you can hear that pop of the glove. And yeah, this is. Steals with a uh, runner at second base, two men down, and Jacobson takes a curveball over for a strike. You know, I've been here a lot of times in their old field, a lot of times with you, but for some reason, since they built this new field and the first time back with you, everything is it just is a lot more in your face, isn't it? I mean, it's just right well, there. Well, it's, it's, it's a much more legitimate field than it was before. Just... Uh, you know, it's 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 cool. I love fields that have the you know the little nuances, and this this has more than a few nuances. Pitches over for a strike, zero oh, and two. Cougars have put four on the board here in the inning. They now lead seven two. They've hit three doubles. Brock Hill with a two run home run. Cougars uh, five of their last six hitters have uh, reached base. Pitch to Jacobson down low for a ball. Well, this is where you see good teams work in situations like this. Even though there are two outs, there's still a man on second base, and you've got to kind of kind of step, you know, keep the pressure on the accelerator. Don't leave that man at second base. Get nasty when you when you strike. Don't let it end. A one two, that pitch is down low. Spiked in the turf, and the count uh, goes to two and two on Jacobson. Casey singled in the second, singled in the fourth, and scored. And grounded back to the pitcher his last time up. Kobe Kelton is on deck for BYU. And Steele working from the stretch. Here is the 2-2 pitch. Down low, ball three. This is a good at bat by Jacobson. Goes to full count. Been very selective. Picked everything up early. 3 2. Curveball over for call strike three. Pretty good breaking pitch. Just fooled Jacobson. He goes down on strikes. Cougars with four runs in the inning on six hits. Nowhere's one man left. We're through six and a half. 7 2. BYU leading. The Dons of San Francisco on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Brett Parkinson's going to be brought on to pitch here in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, Jordan Wood with six innings gave up two runs on three base hits. Uh, but he walked six guys, I mean, which is, uh, you know, very fortunate to only give up a couple of runs. Absolutely. As Brett Parkinson's first pitch, uh, Jonathan Allen swings and misses for. Strike one. Quite frankly, he did some real Houdini until the sixth inning when those walks finally caught up with him. Parkinson, good year this year. One win, one loss, 
ERA for the senior out of Wellsville, Utah. Parkinson, 28 innings pitched, uh, 26 hits, only 14 runs. Strikeout an inning. Parkinson is crafty. You you notice when he pitches that. One one pitch down a little bit low. He hides the ball so well and for so long. Hitters have to pick it up real late. He kind of hides it behind his right shoulder, and then all of a sudden it appears. 2-1 pitch. That's over for a strike, and most people don't know Parkinson has been pitching almost the entire year with a torn labrum. I don't know how you can do that. First time I heard that, I thought, that poor kid. Two and two the count. Here's Parkinson's pitch. Strike three called. And Allen goes down on strikes for out number one here in the seventh. And uh, Jason Kresge steps in, another lefty. You know what they say about those labrum injuries, Brent, is that sometimes they're torn, but you can't hurt them anymore. You and that's know, you and know it's he, kind of like a clock. You yeah. get a, a labrum tear can go from twelve all the way around. You know, so you can have a little labrum tear and still go. But if you have a bad one, you can't hurt it anymore. I guess. Which is over for a strike. And you know, senior, he knows he's not moving on to the next <laughs> level. He just said, <laughs> "Hey, let's quitting. just go out and do it." Yeah, cool. great kid. Yeah. One of the real leaders on this team. That's an easy decision if you love to play. No balls and a strike. Here's Rhett's pitch, uh, ground ball right at Anderson. Uh, Brennan's got it. He'll throw him out. Two men out here in the seventh. And that uh, brings Michael Perry to the plate. Perry is 0 for 3 on the day. And this is exactly what you want from a relief pitcher. Come in, throw strikes, force guys to swing the bat, hit balls on the ground, get yourself an early first hitter strikeout, First pitch hit pretty well. Left fielder Kringlin going back, looking up. That ball is going to be bounce up off the wall. That'll be a double by Perry. Fourth hit by the Dons. Boy, I thought that ball was out of here, Brent. Didn't you? <laughs> you know, it sounded. It, it, no, it didn't sound like it. He really barreled it up. It sounded like it might have got a little near the handle, but it was it was hit well. Yeah, and it drifted a little bit from left to right, which kept it into the park. It started off. Kind of dead middle left center field, and by the time it was through, it was probably 30 yards to the right. Riley Helen, the catcher, will step in. Parkinson left that pitch way too far up and too good. Helen will come to the plate. He's been hit by a pitch in the first. He walked in the fourth, walked in the sixth. And the first pitch from Parkinson is a Good curveball. Backdoor curve. Caught the outside corner for a strike. You know, if I'm catching Parkinson, I, I, I don't call that fastball very often. He throws his breaking pitches for strikes. I just have him keep pounding away with those that slider and that kind of little nasty curve. Here's the 0-1, another curveball down a little bit low, a ball and a strike. Two men down here, bottom of the seventh. Cougars leading San Francisco. First game of a three-game series by a score of 7-2. to two. So, Brent, if you're a pitcher, what's more important? Location? Here's the 1-1. Ball fouled straight back. What's more important, location or velocity? What do you think? Oh, I think, I think location. And I think... 
Greg Maddox would be yeah. an example of that, right? If you were to ask me what's the best pitch in baseball, what would you tell? What's your answer? I think you like the change. No, I like a strike. <laughs> I, I like, and I, I, and I love a change too. Yeah. No, I think I think the most dominating pitch in baseball is a good change. Yep. Ball foul at the plate. And uh, there, you know, there aren't a lot of guys that have mastered that. I mean, uh, but it, if you're if you've hit it all and and you're up there hitting 90, and a guy throws a change to you, I mean, that will tie you up in knots. Uh, it's all about timing, you know. So, you know, so often we we don't understand that pitching and hitting is so strategic. You know, one pitch sets up the other. One pitch's speed sets up the other. The next. And you're right. You you throw that fastball down and in hard, and you've got a hitter looking for another fastball with good velocity, and then you throw the change. One, two, swing and foul tip back into the catcher's glove. Clawson, San Francisco retired here. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through seven now. Seven, two Cougars over the Dons on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Kobe Kelton steps in for the Cougars. Kelton is a one for three today. Had an RBI single in the fourth. He steps in against Joey Steele, the third pitcher for San Francisco. And the first pitch is over for a strike. Still pretty impressive. Good velocity on that fastball and then struck... uh, Jacobson out with a real nasty slider to end the inning. Yeah, that was a good pitch. Here's the pitch to Kelton. There's that uh, curveball, and that one is fouled off and out of play. Yeah, I don't know why this pitcher for Saint for uh, San Francisco doesn't throw almost all that nasty slider because that curveball he just threw, not. Not good rotation on it, and he left it right up in the strike zone. He's lucky Helton didn't hit that ball someplace really hard. 0-2. Kelton takes that one on the outside corner. He goes down on strikes on three pitches. Second time Kelton's gun been rung up in the ball game, and that will bring Brennan Anderson up. Those aren't really perfect strikes. You know, they're not even really good on the black part of the strike zone, but you can't let them go when you're – when you've got two strikes, just too close to take. Pitch is over for a strike. Now that's a better breaking pitch. You got a little bit better spin on it and a little more movement, a little more break. But he doesn't have good velocity with that curveball. Cougar hitters are likely to respond once they see it a couple times. Brennan 0 for 4 today, and he takes another curveball for a strike. Gutsy call. Two slow curveballs back-to-back. One man out here in the eighth. Cougars with single runs in the second, third, and fourth, and came back with four in the seventh. And that ball hammered. That ball is going to be off the wall. Anderson around first base. And Brennan will end up with a double. Brady Bate, good effort out there, just couldn't get to it. Bounced off the bottom of the wall, and Anderson and the Cougars with another double. That's a good break for Anderson right there. Really didn't hit that ball too hard, but he got enough on it, flared it kind of to right field. 
But thank goodness the uh, right fielder was playing him way towards center. Sneeman will step in. Uh, Daniel, one for four, had an infield single his last time up there. You know, it's quite surprising that the San Francisco right fielder is playing so t- far towards center field, but not surprising when you consider that everything with this wind is going to drift that direction. First pitch to Sneeman is a fastball over for a strike. Yeah, from you know, from our angle, it it looks like, unless it's some kind of a weird thing that we're seeing, but uh, it, it looks like uh, San Francisco is playing almost everybody that direction. Yeah. Because the wind's going to blow it towards, toward, you know, to their right. Sneeman steps back in the 0-1. Curveball over for a strike. 0-2. And since we're down here in this bunker, it's hard for us to tell exactly how hard the wind is blowing. Just have to keep an eye on that American flag. doesn't appear to be thro- uh, blowing nearly as hard as it was early in the game. Some... Uh, Trees behind the uh, grandstand area here we can see above the Cougar dugout. And not uh, blowing nearly as much as we saw earlier. Sneeman hammers this one right at the second baseman. He'll get it, throw to first for the out. Anderson moves up to third base on the ground out. Two men out, and Brock Hale now steps in. Hale, three hits in the ball game. A single, a double, and a home run. The homer came back in the seventh. It was a two-run shot. And with first base open, I would think that they would be pretty careful with Hale here. Joey Steele will work from the stretch with a runner at third base. And the first pitch, there's that curveball <laughs> drops in. And uh, Hale swings and misses. He went after that one. Big swing. I didn't fool him. Breaking ball that, thank goodness, was a little bit down in the strike zone. Cougars seven runs, 15 hits in the game. And here's the pitch to Hale, and that's just a little off the plate for a ball. The Dons came into today's game with a 14-10 and 10 record. Of course, everybody in the conference probably right now cheering for the Cougars here in this series to... Yeah. Try to knock the Dons off as the Dons. These are their last uh, three games. That ball hit uh, into right field. Brady Bate coming over. He will get there and make the catch for the out, and the Cougars are retired here. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left. We are through seven and a half now. Seven-two Cougars over the Dons on your new skin BYU radio network. Brett Parkinson on the hill, 0-1 the count. Next pitch is down low for a ball, a ball, and a strike. Cougars leading uh, by a score of uh, 7-2. They've out hit uh, San Francisco 15-4 in the ball game as Jordan Wood went six innings. and That's a lot of hits. That is a lot of hits. Here's the 1-1 pitch, ball uh, Lined into the right field corner. That will be a fair ball. Piscarich around first base, and he will end up. And he's going to be thrown out. Lazy did Piscarich was just kind of cruising into the bag at second. Brock Hill, a tremendous throw, and Schneeman 
put the tag on Piscarch, who didn't even slide. He just kind of went in standing up. No, and we we can't see the play in the corner from our vantage point. But, you know, great play by Hale and Piscarch, a little sleep running the bases. You saw two things happen there that just show the best of what you want to see in a ball player. Hale went in there in that corner just gritty as could be, ready to get it and throws a strike. Scarage, <laughs> he lazied it into second base and gets thrown out. Brady Bates steps and he doubled his first time up. And there's a bunt down the first baseline. Boy, great bunt. And that is going to be a fair ball. Nothing they could do. Clawson and Parkinson both uh, couldn't pick it up. But I think even if they had, Bates would have had a bunt single. Yeah, Clawson got a little bit of a poor jump out after that, but he's really the only one that can field it and get a throw off to first base. Parkinson is a left-handed pitcher. That's a complete 360 wheelabout to try to make an accurate throw. Jokavich steps in now. He is a freshman out of Missoula. He doubled in the only two runs of the game for the Dons, and he takes the first pitch over for a strike. And going about the Puskarich play, uh, how often have you ever seen 9-6 for a putout? <laughs> Usually it would be a single with a putout, but uh, he was thrown out at uh, second base. You know, just like you said, Brent, we couldn't see Hale and what he, how he was working in right field, but he must have gone in there at 100 miles an hour and just dug that thing out and just hustled like mad to get the throw off. One ball, one strike to count. Aaron Ping on deck. He'll be followed by Jack Winkler. We are in the bottom of the eighth. Cougars leading 7-2. Swing and a miss. Curve ball to the left-hander. And the count now a ball and two strikes. Piscarich must have thought he had just an easy stand-up double. He got about halfway to second. You could tell him just... You know, took coasted the, in. Yeah, just coasted into the bag. There's a swing and a miss for out number two. And that'll bring Aaron Ping to the plate, number 13. Parkinson. He has struck out twice and flown out to center. Parkinson's got the right idea, doesn't he? He's given up one double, one single, but he's throwing strikes. He's not going to let momentum get away from him with unnecessary walks. Pitch is over for a strike. This is a Cougar team that had lost seven in a row, ten of their last 11. And they have uh, come back and uh, found what we've kind of been waiting for the entire season. Yeah, they're four outs away from probably the best game they've played in what? That pitch hits ping. Now a runner to first base. Runners at first and second. And Winkler steps in. Winkler is 0 for 3. He has struck out, flown out, and grounded out in the game. Winkler, the right-hander, steps in. First pitch, fastball for a strike. Parkinson's thrown a lot of first pitch strikes to these hitters since he came in. Gotten ahead in the count makes a big difference. 
Here's Parkinson's 0-1 inside. Cougars uh, play San Francisco again here tomorrow, 3 o'clock local, 4 o'clock back uh, Utah time, and Saturday, 1 o'clock here local. Uh, we'll have all those games for you, and the Cougars are going to stay here in the Bay Area over the weekend and uh, play at Stanford on Tuesday. There's a little looper. Kringlin is there. He'll make the catch in left field for the out. And that will do it for the Dons in the inning. We're through eight complete. Cougars seven, Dons two on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for the Dons, number 12, uh, Hayden King. He's a 6'2", 205-pound freshman out of Aptos, California. He's on. He's the fourth pitcher we've seen in the ball game as we uh, enter the ninth inning here in San Francisco. Hayden King. As, uh, and he will face uh, Favero for the Cougars. Uh, Nate's had himself a good ball game. He's had three hits, an RBI, scored a run. Doubled in a run his last time up. So Favero, here's a kid that, uh, you know, 244 average coming into the games. Risen that today, but uh, has uh, 23 RBIs on the year. And here's the first pitch to Favero, and that is outside ball one. Nate Favero, the senior out of Vienna, Virginia. As uh, Sue's a little banged up right now, so uh, Favero playing at first base. Casey Jacobson at third. Most of the year Favero's been over at third base, and another base hit into left field. Good piece of hitting. Yeah, lands in front of the left fielder, so Favero with a four-hit day. That's a textbook display of good hitting. Fastball down and away, and instead of trying to pull it, Favero just goes right with it and slashes the line drive to left field. Favero now hitting 260 after those four hits today, and uh, (laughs) Kringlin steps in. Keaton uh, doubled in a run. He's one for four today, and hits this ball up the middle. That's going to be through for a base hit. Favero's going to try to go to third base, and he'll make it. So Cougars at the corners, nobody out here in the ninth as they're trying to add to their lead. Keaton's Boy. second hit of the game. Hitters three, four, five, and six have been just stellar today. Lawson steps in. He's a two for four. David uh, came into the ballgame hitting at uh, 265 as he steps in there now. He's at 274 with the two hits. Lawson, uh, wearing number 22, has done a good job behind the plate also for the Cougars today. Favero at third. Kringlin at first, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. Yeah, this is a game right now where you can just feel the momentum has stayed just squarely in, in BYU's court. Clawson has an opportunity to do some more damage with men on first and third, nobody out, but the key is patience. Swing at good pitches. Pitch gets away from the catcher. Kringlin will move up. 
Favero had to hold at third base with this uh, short little, I'll call it a porch, uh, to the backstop, maybe <laughs> 25, 30 feet. Ball came right back to the catcher, but Kringlin uh, got the good secondary lead and moved up. So now the Dons have brought the infield in with runners at second and third. Can you imagine what balls would be like if the behind the plate wasn't padded? Yeah. If it was brick, right, like the rest of the areas left and right. Pitches down low for ball three. Balls be carrying them and caroming off everywhere. Clausen again, three and zero. Oh. And here's the pitch, and that's over for a strike uh, by Hayden King. Hayden King, this year. Uh, no wins a loss. This will be his ninth appearance, or tenth appearance, actually. He's had three starts. 6.75 earned run average for King. Clawson can sit back and look fastball. 3-1 pitch. That ball is hit past the second baseman. Run, one run will score. They'll hold Kringlin at uh, third base. So an RBI third hit by Clawson in the game. Cougars increased their lead now to 8-2. to two. And runners at the corners as uh, Kringlin at third, and that will bring uh, McIntyre up. Mitch doubled his last time in the right center field alley. I was down asking their director of baseball operations. He said, you know, they do play. You know, we've talked about the shift that San Francisco puts on, and he said it doesn't matter if it's a win or not. They, that's just the way they play. And uh, the... Center fielder well over into that left center field alley. Right fielder pulled well over. And the left fielder, you know, playing just about straight up. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense to me if it blows like this every day. No balls and a strike. Got to take into account the wind. Pitch to McIntyre, swing and a miss. That was a pretty good change up by the pitcher. Three consecutive hits by the Cougars here in the ninth. They now have 18 base hits. That hit by Favero was impressive. That was a good piece of hitting where he took a fastball and just stroked it the other way with some authority. Pitch to McIntyre. Ball hit out toward the second baseman. Kringlin will score. The runner McIntyre thrown out at first base. McIntyre picks up the RBI. Cougars now lead by a score of 9-2. to Runner at second base is uh, Clawson, and that will bring uh, Casey Jacobson up. McIntyre did what he needed to do. Got behind in the count and still made contact. Pulled it to the right side of the field to make it easy for Kringlin to score. Now the Dons were hoping for a double playground ball. Ball not hit hard enough to turn two. and So McIntyre picks up the RBI. And Jacobson fouls it straight back for strike one. <laughs> yeah, that was off the screen in front yeah. of the, one of the cameramen. That's got to wake him up pretty good. One man out, runner at second base for Jacobson. McIntyre now with a couple of RBIs in the game. He's got 14 on the year. And here's the pitch from King to Jacobson. He checked the swing, but it's called a strike. 
This was a 3-2 game going into the seventh, and the Cougars scored four in the top of the seventh. They've come back with two more here in the top of the ninth, and they now have a seven-run lead. Yeah, the Cougars have not let up. They haven't said enough's enough. They've kept the pressure on. Jacobson fouls this one down the third baseline. This is where you've got to, you know, keep the pressure on. You can't ever think you've got enough runs in this college baseball game. You've got to just keep your foot on the accelerator and keep going until somebody says, hey, we can go home now. 0-2. Here is King's pitch. That down low gets past the catcher, and uh, Clawson moves up to third base. This pitcher for San Francisco must be more difficult to catch than we think because a lot of those breaking pitches that seem to be catchable for the catcher are kicking hard and bouncing up and away and back behind the catcher into the backstop. One ball, two strikes to Jacobson. Hayden King's pitch is uh, outside. Still only one man out. Don's a forced to bring the infield in again here as they're down by seven in the top of the ninth. Trying to keep that runner at third base. Jacobson's got a great opportunity to to keep that very pressure on, get another run here. 2-2 pitch, that's down low ball three. King's starting to struggle. You notice that his delivery's changing, his look is changing. He's tried to slow things down to kind of get some new composure, but not working. Three and two. A ball hit. Shortstop's got it. They're going to get in a rundown. Clausen uh, is going to be tagged out at third base. Uh, Dave, not sure if he was going on contact there or not, but uh, he was thrown out on a one Big high hopper out to uh, Perry. So two men out, runner at first base, and that will bring Kelton to the plate. No, not a good read by Clausen right there. He got himself into trouble by forgetting that the infield's in and looking at the ground ball, which was right at the infielder. Got to hustle back to third base as hard as you can. Two men out, and Kelton a big swing and a miss for strike one. Kobe is one for four. He has uh, struck out twice looking in the game. His hit came back in the a four. There was an RBI single. No balls and a strike as uh, King rocks and fires. And that pitch just a little bit outside for a ball. Sometimes when you're ahead like this and you've got a situation where you can score some more runs, you've got to be you got to be solid in your thinking. It's better to force a team to make an out than it is to give them an easy one. Pitch, Kelton, ground ball right at the third baseman. He's got it. He'll throw the first for the out, and the Cougars are retired. They got two. They got those two runs on three base hits. No errors. One man left. We are through eight and a half innings, 9-2. Cougars leading the Dons on your new skin BYU Sports Network. 
Arkansas on for his third inning of work. First pitch to Jonathan Allen. There's a ground ball right at uh, Brennan Anderson. He'll make the play for the out. So one pitch, one out here. Bottom of the ninth. Cougars leading nine to two. We're going to have a pinch hitter. I think uh, number looks like it's going to be number thirty. Robert Emery. He is a backup catcher from San Francisco. Transfer from Dartmouth is going to come on and pinch hit. So Emery's going to get into the ball game. Emery has had 35 at-bats this year, five hits. One of those hits was extra bases. Does have an RBI on the year, and he will come in to hit for Jason Kresge. Well, and Brent, that first out that Allen made San Francisco, BYU put the shift on again and worked for the, what, fourth time tonight. He hits a ground ball to Brennan Anderson, who's playing deep first base. Emery takes a strike from uh, Parkinson, who's just been a a strike-throwing machine since coming in in the seventh. Just starting every hitter off with a strike and then coming back with good pitch selection and hitting his spots. Pitch is over for strike two. Other than that one double, he has not yeah. made a bad pitch. He gave up a double and the bunt single. Other than that, uh, has looked uh, very good for BYU. That bunt single was pretty well executed. Not going to do much about that. Strike three called on the inside corner. He was helped out by Brock Hale in the right center or in the right uh, field corner by throwing Piscarich out at second base. That was that was a funny play. I'm sorry to laugh, but, you know, this game's all about hustle. Sometimes you think you've got a stand-up double, and you better be tailing it in there as fast as you can with a really good slide. Michael Perry steps in. He doubled his last time up. He's one for four. And the pitch is over for a strike. Cougars are one out away from ending this uh, seven-game losing streak, getting back on the winning track. Brent, you characterized Parkinson perfect. He's just a strike-throwing machine right now. This guy doesn't know what a ball is. Here's the 0-1 line drive. Overcomes McIntyre to land in front of him. So Perry with his second hit. And that, that's all right. You know, Parkinson throws strikes. If a guy's going to hit you like that, let him hit you like that. you got a doggone seven-run lead. You've got 18 hits. Force him to hit the ball safely someplace hard. Then come back and, you know, get your third out and call this one a win. That'll bring uh, Riley Helen to the plate, the catcher. The only time Parkinson does get into trouble, both on the double and that hard-hit ball right there, is when he leaves the ball up. Of course, that's the bane for every pitcher everywhere. Got to throw to the bottom half of the strike zone. Unless you want to know the count. Unless you're one of these guys who can throw it, you know, 96, 100 miles an hour. Pitch is fouled off. And the count, uh, now a ball and a strike on Riley Helland. He is a junior out of Camarillo, California. Helland is, uh, has been hit by a pitch. He's walked twice, and he's struck out. So officially 0 for 1 on the day for Helland, the catcher. And 
Parkinson's uh, 0-1. Ball hit down toward uh, Casey Jacobs, and he gobbles it up, throws to first. And the Cougars have won by a score of 9-2. Good play by Jacobson there. Jordan Wood picks up his uh, fourth win of the year. Uh, Red Parkinson comes in, throws three great innings of baseball. And, Jeff, Cougars uh, end their losing streak uh, in fine fashion here. Nine runs, 18 base hits. Uh, played with confidence tonight. Looked very good. Yeah, fine fashion is a good way to describe it. First of all, one air, so you know they played mentally correct. That air was something that could happen almost any time. They didn't have a lot of hitter strikeouts. That makes a big difference. I thought Wood really did a scrappy job. You know, he walked too many guys. That can get you into a lot of trouble. But tonight, the two runs they got in the fifth, or the sixth, uh, that's the only real damage that came as a result. But you can't have that happen. Those walks will always hurt. But I thought the key, Brent, tonight was in the uh, top of the seventh inning. Cougars give up those two runs, and then they came right back, which has been really exceptional because it's been a little out of character past games. They've not done that. They've let someone come back with a couple runs, and then they kind of get into a lull instead of getting nasty and coming back and answering with, with a bunch of runs. And they did that in the seventh, and then they came back in the ninth and got two more. And then I thought that Parkinson, you know, when you can go to your pen like that and get a guy come out with a lead and then and throw a lot of strikes, it just keeps momentum in your court. Uh, the Cougars are, you know, this was a good game for them and one they really needed. Well, Jeff, hey, we appreciate you being here. Good job uh, tonight. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow afternoon. And we're going to send it back for a uh, timeout and be back with uh, a player and hopefully head coach Mike Littlewood right after this on your new skin BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here joined by uh, Brock Hale. And uh, Brock, a tremendous game today. Cougars on a seven-game losing streak coming into San Francisco, something we're certainly not used to. But uh, Coach Littlewood said before the game to me, that, hey, you know, attitude's good, uh, mood of the team was good, and, boy, it sure looked like it tonight. You guys came out and, and played great baseball. Yeah, it, uh, this is one of those games, you know, you just got to keep fighting to the end no matter how the season's gone. And uh, it was uh, it was a good win. It was, it was good just get the feeling back of winning. And uh, so – Hopefully that just keeps you know going moving forward to finish the the season strong. You know it seemed like from my perspective that it, you know the, I mean you lose nine of ten seven straight. It, it's not certainly not a lack of effort, but it, you know the pressure mounts and guys almost try to do too much. You know, uh, uh, baseball's such a crazy game that it's a, it's an individual sport, but it's a but it's a team sport at the same time and and. Uh, you know, you just felt you felt bad the way things were going. But, boy, tonight uh, everybody was loose, uh, swinging the bats well against a great pitcher in Ponticelli. And so it was a great win. Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, I feel, you know, a lot of the year, even including myself, you know, a lot of guys put, a, you know, a ton of pressure on themselves to perform or, you know, be the guy type yeah. thing. And, and that's not really what it is, just going out there doing your job. And I think today, you know, I mean, we got nothing to lose right now. So everyone, you know, can uh, just go out there and do their thing and, and you know, show what they got. You were three for five today, double, uh, a single, and then the two-run home run. And before you hit it, I said, man, these are, these conditions are perfect for Brock Hill right here with the, the wind blowing out. And and uh, the wind didn't help that ball. I mean, it got out of here in a hurry. But uh, when you hit it, did you have a pretty good feel it was gone? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw. I was I was fist pumping down oh, the first you? baseline, yeah. I was but, looking at the left fielder. <laughs> he yeah, yeah. He didn't you, move I, I looked at him first. He wasn't <laughs> moving. But 
Uh, the thing was, I mean, it was a 2-2 count. My second and bat, he threw me a fastball in. They were trying to come in. That was a double. And then he tried to do the same thing in the 2-2 there. So I was a little bit ready for that one. So it was good. Well, moving forward here, uh, you, you got six games left in the season. You know, there's still a possibility if everything worked out perfectly, you get into the tournament. Probably not much of a possibility. But uh, I know it's it's about confidence, about finishing strong, uh, pride in yourself and in your teammates and helping people along. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing. It's um, you know just just having the will to win no matter what you know the situation is. I mean, we have a lot of guys, seniors, you know, close friends um, on this team that you know aren't going to be able to come back or even play baseball, you know, for the rest of their lives. So it's you know it's really just playing for each other and playing for the guy right next to you and the, those especially those seniors that are going to be going out. And um, so yeah, we're just we're playing for each other right now. And yeah, I mean, all you can ask for is guys to play hard and. You know, until you know, last game of the season. What was the attitude on the bench? Uh, you're up three nothing, and then uh, Jordan walks three guys in a row. They get the double off the wall. It's now three two. You're coming into the seventh. You're trying. I know in baseball you want to answer immediately, and boy, the Cougars did answer. They put a four spot up. Uh, anything said on the bench in between innings, or did you just have the confidence knowing you could come out and do it? Yeah, I think. I mean, there wasn't. I don't know if there was necessarily a lot, you know, I mean, because I, I came in and I was just like, all right, well, you know, I'm just going to get a good pitch to hit. And, you know, so, I mean, but, I mean, obviously throughout the whole the whole time, you know, it's just like, let's, you know, just keep grinding, keep grinding. We're hitting the ball hard. We're getting base hits. And the whole thing, I think this whole year you can talk about is just someone stepping up, getting the big hit. And in this game I was able to, you know, kind of get that big hit in that seventh inning. And after that got things rolling. We end up scoring nine runs, you know, to end the game. So, I was fortunate enough to to be the guy to to do that to I guess start it, but I mean throughout the whole game, I and mean, you look at guys like Nate Favero going four for five, yeah. and a lot of guys with multi hit games, guys even guys that like Schneeman, he might have had one or two hits, but I mean he was hitting the the ball hard all game, so that's all you can ask for as a as a player. So well, uh, well Brock, uh, we appreciate you coming down. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow afternoon, uh, game two of the series, same time, same location. Should be a lot of fun, and uh, congratulations on a not only a great game, but your a great career at BYU. All right, thank you. I you appreciate it. Brock Kale, our player of the game. Uh, we're going to be joined by uh, head coach Mike Littlewood here in just a few moments, and uh, be back with a little more post-game report right after this on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here at uh, Benedetti Diamond on the campus of the uh, University of San Francisco. Here with uh, victorious head coach uh, Mike Littlewood. And, Coach, you talked about been confidence. a while since you said that, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. <laughs> you bet. Um, you talked a little about confidence before the ball game. And, boy, Cougars just seem to come out loose. I mean, really swinging the bats well early and often. And, and you got off to the big lead. And uh, Jordan Wood on the hill for you. Uh, a great win. It was. Well, well-rounded win. Um, and even defensively, I thought we played great. But, um you probably described it very well here, but Schneeman's deke play on uh, in I think the eighth inning on yeah. on the double on the potential Puskarich. double yeah, Puskarich, <laughs> that was that's a big time just just heady play that was kind of fun to watch. But yeah. um, you're right. I mean the the uh, the mood of the team was great and um, it felt different. I mean it just felt even at Utah uh, I thought we were a little tight, but it, but still the feeling with there's a lot of energy and and uh, positivity. I mean it was good, but today it was it was just like we played every game last year it felt like last it felt felt like last year's team it felt like early in the season team before uh <laughs> before the jinx hit us i don't know what you know i, I mean I'm, I'm at a loss for what happened there but it felt good i mean it felt good to, to get back to cougar baseball today you know uh, it says a lot about you as a coaching staff and the character of your team that you can kind of gone 
go through what you've gone through, losing nine of your last ten, and, and be able to rebound and put this kind of effort on the field. Most, You know, I can see a lot of clubs just kind of cashing it in, but you guys came out, played one of your better games of the year. Well, you, believe it or not, you must have heard me say that to the team after I said, guys, that shows a, a lot of character um, because we could have folded our tents and, and just finished the season. And I know I know that's not we're all, what we're about. It's not what we want to do, and, and you're not about that. And, and you proved it today. So, um, you know, let's see if we can flip the coin <laughs> and uh, have it happen again tomorrow. But um, I just I was real pr- against one of the best pitchers in the league. Um, you know, we came out and, and swung the bats and, and did a really nice job. Had, had put together a lot of good at bats. Everybody in the lineup got a hit. Uh, Kobe came up with a you know uh, big a, a great yeah, yeah big two out hit. Um, a freshman. I mean, we're going to see big things out of yeah. him and Mitch in the future. I think. No doubt about it. Uh, Jordan Wood, uh, not his best stuff. You mm-hmm. know, had the six walks, but he was able to kind of pitch around it and uh, got you seven innings or six innings and uh, picked up the win. Yeah, you know, and I again, that's the same thing I told told Jordan. So you and I are on the same page there. When he went out, I had a talk with him. And I said, you know, he threw a hundred and whatever six seven pitches in six innings, and and it scared me. I was telling Jordan it scared me in the second or first first inning when you had to start spinning stuff to get out and yeah. that's that's really tough i mean those are taxing on the arm they take a lot of energy you know the, the hope is to thro- throw the first three innings get through the first um round of the batting order one time and maybe show him two or three curveballs and an off-speed pitch but he had to he had to break it out early and did a great job um didn't do such a great job a good job of allowing r- early runners to get on put himself in a little bit of trouble but he did a great job working out of the, those things uh Parkinson came in, did a great job just throwing strikes, yeah. uh, you know, and that's what Rhett does. I mean, it is what he is. You know, and Rhett's, Rhett's a stud. I mean, he, he had a cortisone shot on Monday, so and he wanted he came back Tuesday and wanted – he's been pitching with a, a sore elbow yeah, or so, sore shoulder. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, he's got a labrum issue, and um, but he, he doesn't want to – he wants the ball, and I just – I love that. You know, it's a situation where he's not going to get hurt. He's done playing baseball, uh, but he gets a cortisone shot Monday and Tuesday before the Utah game – they told him not to throw that day or the day after, which was yesterday. And he goes, "I'm ready to go," because he wanted to throw against Utah. And I wanted to say, "Go in there too," but I, I knew that I said, "Red, I can't throw you. I, I just can't throw it." And let's have you ready for the weekend. I'm glad we made that decision because he, he was a big factor in our game today. And several guys, Favero stepping up. Uh, Brock's been there the whole year for you. Kloss and three hits. Uh, uh, Kringlin struggled early, then came up with a couple of hits his last two at bats, and uh, nice to see the Cougars swinging the bats uh, the way they know, you know, the way we know they can. Yeah, and that, you know, this this game today was seemed just like the tournament last year, the West Coast Conference tournament, where Nate's getting five or six hits a game, yeah. and you know, Clawson does his job, moves guys, gets a couple of hits, and um, it was just a, a hit barrage with one through nine. I mean, that's that's kind of what it felt like, it, and it, it, honestly, it was a different feel. From inning one, I just felt like, man, this 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 feels different. I don't, as a head coach, sometimes you just this felt different today, and it came to fruition. Of course, I've been wrong on some of those things, but uh, today felt different. Well, Coach, hey, congratulations uh, on the first win here. Two more uh, big ones here in the next couple of days, and uh, uh, go get some rest, go get a little food, and uh, we'll see you back at the ballpark tomorrow. Yeah, we want to finish strong, Brent. We'll be back here. Okay, Thanks. you betcha, Mike Littlewood, head coach of the Cougars. Cougars win. 9-2 here in the first game of this uh, three-game set with the Dons of San Francisco. Uh, Jordan Wood picks up the win, four wins, four losses. Ponticelli takes the loss. He drops to 6-3 and three on the year. And Rhett Parkinson through three innings, picks up the save his first of the year. We'll be back on the air tomorrow afternoon, same time, 355 uh, Mountain Daylight Time. Cougars and Dons here on your BYU Radio Network. With that, we'll say so long from Benedetti Field on the campus of University of San Francisco.